Tonight on the podcast, we're talking D23 news. Kevin Smith making a sequel to Tusk. She-Hulk casting going galore in uh, Fantastic Four. I rhymed because we're not starting on time. <laughs> and tonight, we're also going to hear the geek world according to Stumbling Jedi. Let's Who's go. Kevin Smith? Friday night in Phoenix, and you're listening it's to rocking. the damn podcast in all the land. The Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Lance. I'm Max. I'm Stumbling Jedi. It, I'm sorry. What What did you say when I was uh, starting the intro? Uh, I love Kevin Smith. Uh, is, that, is that what you said? What did you really say? <laughs> I said, who's Kevin Smith? Well, I hope you guys all liked the Stumbling Jedi's appearance, because that was short-lived. Let them back in. <laughs> ah, yoga hosers for life. No, not, again. Well, that that was uh, another quick appearance by Stumbling Jedi. You know, yoga hosers it's for all, life. It's all right, dude. I got you back. I let you back. In. <laughs> I appreciate that. Matt just gets salty because he's in a low key relationship with Kevin Smith. I think I look be. over my shoulder. There's lo- nothing low key about it. He's still trying to get that man to do the wedding. He can't. He's going to no, be on low the road key, show. Low key, like you're in a relationship, but he doesn't know it. Oh, no. I, I'm not. Yeah, one of like those you're, you're, you're peering through the bushes and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's a one sided relationship. Yeah. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> He's like, oh, Kevin Smith. I That may have happened. <laughs> He's looking good right now, though. I mean, he's he's on that walking, running deal. He's yeah. He's looking he's looking nice. Looking very svelte. Is that he's the right a nine, word? a nine eight, a nine eight. <laughs> and meanwhile, nice. meanwhile, Jay is looking like I don't even know. Like he's got the mustache thing going. He's looking like he's he's auditioning for like a role for a pedophile or something. Whoa, whoa! He's looking. He is a timeless treasure. All right. He is looking kind of homeless. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> when they're when they're standing right next to each other, you're like, this guy's taking care of himself, and you're kind of not. <laughs> but... All I know is I want his little robotic luggage thing. Did you guys see that on Twitter or something like that? He has like this luggage that's on a remote control, and he sits there and rides it through the airport and shit. You can sit on it. It's your luggage, and it's fucking a remote control. The car things rich people buy. Stumbling yeah. is Dude. heading to, to eBay right now to see how much one of those are. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can get from A twenty three to E eighteen quick. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's fun now. It's like a little luggage go kart, man. It's fucking awesome. That does sound cool. It is the epitome of laziness. <laughs> In a world where they have electric skateboards, like the one thing that you just need to push to ride has to be electric now. It's yeah, we're done. Wally, here we come. As long as <laughs> this will become floating soon, okay? We still don't have floating skateboards that are you know mass produced in the market. I just I want one, 
And I think we need to go one step above Back to the Future. They need to be able to float and soar over water. Okay? Whoever comes up with the technology, make sure it works. <laughs> yeah, they haven't even... They've been trying to make that for years. Like, I think the closest they got were, like, these fans or whatever. But it was so loud and bulky, like, the hovering technology is just not there. If, if I was light enough, it was windy enough earlier today... At least where I live in Arizona, I probably could have stood on a skateboard and hovered in the air a bit. They tried to do it with like magnets too. Look at this thing, four hundred fifty bucks. Oh man, I'm looking at the moto. Oh, I thought bag. it was, I thought it was like a car type thing. I didn't realize. No, it was dude, there. it is literally your carry-on luggage, and you ride it through. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah, dude. Wow. On moto moto bag, they're fifteen hundred bucks. So this is. The Mercedes of luggage. Oh yeah, this probably you can take on the airplane like one time, and then and then it's kaput. <laughs> My fat ass sits on it; it won't even go four feet before it breaks. <laughs> Let's see what the capacity is. This is awesome. See now you right? just gotta get it and race your buddies to the airport with it. <laughs> airport security won't have an issue with that at all. Can you get a DUI on a suitcase? You know, that's a good question. I'm trying to find his... Uh... As long as it's not a registered vehicle, you're good, right? I don't know. I don't know the laws. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, Because if, if you're like riding a bicycle drunk, would that be a DUI? I guess that might be because you're on yeah, the road. You like, that's, DUI. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, if you got like a five-hour layover and you got to sit at Chili's and throw some back, like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the video of him at Comic Con racing R2D2 on it, and I can't. It, find I it. mean, if anyone's gonna get a DUI on a on a fucking piece of luggage to an airport, it'll be Stumbling Jedi. <laughs> yeah, man. I yes, yes. Miller lights in his back pocket, just rolling down the. Rolling down the old uh, moving sidewalk. 8 a.m. Miller Lights, boys. It was hard for me to not get loose before I came on the show, but I figured I wouldn't embarrass myself yet. You already <laughs> did it in the first five seconds. I mean, uh, I, I mean, we need somebody to be, you know, just hammered. Where's we Kyle? Had, I was going to say, we haven't had Kyle on the show in a while. He always comes on nice and hammered. Yeah. I'll send him a bottle of bullet. <laughs> So uh, as Lance was Kevin flipping Smith through stuff, say, I noticed yoga hosers for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I noticed as Lance was flipping through that they've got some of the uh, scenes from the the extended Spider-Man cut up. I'm gonna throw my two cents because Lance and I just got back from that like an hour ago. I love Spider-Man No Way Home, but don't spend full price ticket to go see the extra 11 minutes. It wasn't worth it. There's nothing to see. No, it's just a couple more you know, laughs in it and stuff. I mean, really. Yeah. They saved all the best laughs for the main movie though. Although, although there is once they do extend the three Spider-Man talking and that was pretty legit. That scene was awesome. Yeah. Andrew Garfield says uh, to Toby Maguire, he's like, he's like, it comes out of you. Like when we're all done with this, I want to see the holes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that line was pretty good actually. Yeah. The, that almost, was the, the best whole exchange. Part. Yeah. Everything else was just like a few little like extra conversations with the high school kids. And you know, it was funny, but, but the end credits, the end credit, like we've, we've discussed it at nauseum on this. Like 
the whole world forgets Peter Parker. Well, what about like every photo that he's ever taken or anything with his name on it? And the end credits kind of shows you what happened. So like they're showing pictures from their, uh, you know, Europe trip or whatever. And like every picture that that Peter Parker's in, like there's like a bird flying in front of his face or completely like wiped him away from everything. That's so stupid. That makes that ending of that movie even worse. <laughs> I liked it, man. It's like it had its, it's issues. A bittersweet but... ending. It's a pretty sad movie, actually. It's a pretty you just bitter, make everyone ending. forget Peter Parker is Spider Man. Why are you gonna go as far as everyone's gonna forget Peter Parker? It, it's I so think dumb. I think it. I think we're gonna learn more in the future. I think it's gonna Correct. get. I, I mean. Isn't that technically how that usually happens there, Lance? You learn more in the future? <laughs> not a, Well, not me. I know everything. So, mm. <laughs> uh, No, dude. Uh, if anything, what this movie does is just reinvigorate, you know, the Andrew Garfield should be Spider-Man debate. Well... I'll throw a debate out. According to Max Bender, you don't know everything because he decided to fact check you last week. And oh, yeah. On the number one grossing R-rated movie. And At it's, the not time, dead, it's not it's, Deadpool, it's Joker. Well, hey, did Joker come out? If you look at what I said, I said at the time, Deadpool was the number one grossing movie. Joker came out well after Deadpool. I don't know. All I know is... Uh, the man's in the chat. So he, maybe rather than fact checking, you should out listen of you. the words I should. I'm saying <laughs> he fact checked the shit out of you, and you, <laughs> he put you. He put you in timeout. Deadpool. You know, we used broke. to have Mike for the facts. May he rest in peace. That's almost been a year. Sorry to be a Deadpool there, but... broke the record for the largest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Joker then beat it. He said, "Although listen. Lance could always edit Wikipedia." <laughs> It's all right, yeah. buddy. No, it happens, it happens to the best. No, it's just you just kind of look silly if you don't listen to what people are saying. Oh, he doesn't look silly. <laughs> it's all right, Lance. At the time, Deadpool broke the record. It became the largest grossing R-rated movie of all time until it was beaten by the Joker. It's okay, Lance. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It went from 2003 to 2000. You know, he, bro- he they broke it in 2016 with Deadpool. That's. I think stumbling. That's- Backing me up, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I mean, I'm just looking at it right here. It's like Deadpool two, Deadpool two, and Deadpool are right up there, two and three. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. And then so, Joker came out what 21, 20, 21 or 20? 19. Oh, geez, man. The last well, two years, the last two years have just flown by. Like I feel like 19, 20, and 21 <laughs> are just merged together. So you guys know, bringing up Spider-Man, William Defoe played in Spider-Man. Blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Well, I'm I'm not. I'm getting a little. <laughs> so, so this guy that's up here working with me, he showed me this picture this morning, and he was like, "You'll never guess who was in my hotel last night." We were sitting at the bar, hanging out. He was having wine. Coincidentally, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. I would send it to Matt so he can share it. This is. There's my buddy that's up here fixing dents, and William Defoe was in the hotel in Des Moines, Iowa last night. And they Is sat. That's not drink. Willem Defoe. That's not that's Willem. Me, that's Defoe. not Willem Defoe. That's John uh, McElhaney. Yeah. Here, let me let me send this to you, Matt. 
He said it was William Defoe, but this guy looks way too old. Let me that send does this not to you. Look like William Defoe. That doesn't. That looks nothing like William Defoe. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, hang on, hang on. put it on screen. Put it on screen, Matt. Once but, you get it, put. put yeah, here, here. Name am I thinking of? Uh, yeah, what's Willem this guy's Defoe. name? Yeah, well, it's not William Defoe. Ever, but the guy that it looks like. He that reminds me. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, I'm sure Lance probably has, but Game Night. Oh yeah, with where the Jason Bateman and yeah, uh, where the chicks think uh, she met Denzel Washington at the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what this is. It's a case of mistaken identity. It's totally yeah. not. I would laugh my John ass Malkovich. off. Just a, that's what Lance like. Lance Henriksen. Who's that? I don't know why he thought it was William Defoe. He just take that. Let me pull. That looked Lance, like John Malkovich to me. Lance Henriksen. Henriksen. You know, yeah. this this worked out better than I could have imagined, Stumbling. Because as you were telling the story, I was really like, I really hope that he's, he's building up to Willem Dafoe, like... and then he shows a picture, and it's not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> the photo's so small and blurry, dude, like you can't even see who it is. Is it? Yeah. There we go. Are you sharing it? You got it on your phone? No, now? no, no. I'm going to share it here now. Lance Bill Hendrickson. Bell I don't even Defoe. recognize who this is. I don't know why I thought it was William Defoe. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's all good, man. At least you didn't think the pizza had, had brick oven pizzas. Jesus. Do they not? <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, that looks more in, like... He was, um, he was in Aliens. I didn't think it was... That looks more like Frank Miller he, to me than... Yeah, that's exactly... Okay, okay. It he was just like, Hey, have you seen the alien movies? And I'm like, well, yeah. And so, yeah, I was wrong. It wasn't the foe. <laughs> this guy, this guy's got to have like 20 like, years. On I was going to say, he's got like 20, 30 years. <laughs> on <him. laughs> my bad. My bad. I just had him send me that pic. If you're a audio, if you're an audio only listener, please I'm, tune in. This is, this is gold. I'm surprised. I'm surprised <laughs> that someone even recognized that guy. Cause <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, it's an old white guy. Dude, uh, I'm just ah. <laughs> That's an insult to Willem Dafoe, dude. That's so bad. Dang, oh, I was, cl- I was, I wasn't oh, even close. That's awesome. That's Not awesome. even in the same stratosphere, dude. All I gotta say, dude, is watching that movie again. Like Willem Dafoe is one of the best Marvel villains ever. Like the role, the way he played it, just and this movie kind of cemented that. He's just so good, dude. I don't know why they can't recreate that. We haven't had like a sinister type villain really ever, I don't think, in the MCU. Somebody that's seriously deranged. Can you have you seen The Lighthouse? The Lighthouse, I think so. Was it is that Robert Pattinson in that as well? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's yeah, it's incredible. Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, and Robert Patton yeah. Robertson. <laughs> yeah, Patton dude, uh, Willem Dafoe is fucking awesome. What only thing I've that I can think of right now that I've seen him in that I hated was Aquaman. You hated Aquaman? I thought you just didn't like it that much. Mm, Aquaman. No, there's not really anything good I can say about that movie. All right. Yeah. I still think that Willem Dafoe would make an excellent Joker. I He just looks the part. He, I think he would be an excellent Joker. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen, though. Yeah, Boondock Saints. He oh, was great in that. Boondock Saints is awesome. 
Uh, I think there's another Boondock Saints that's supposed to be coming out, isn't there? A third one? I, I mean, that's not a franchise they should really reboot, in my opinion, but maybe. If only we well, had someone that could fact it. check. Uh, Come on, Mr. Bender. I didn't even know there was a Boondock Saints 2. It flopped. Yeah, it wasn't great. What was it called? All Saints? All Saints something? Row. Yeah. All Saints Day. All Saints Day? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking video games. I said All Saints Row. So <laughs> apparently Boondock Saints 3 was officially announced as being in production on November 1st, 2021. Nice. It's expected to begin filming on May 2022. Nice. But, dude, it better be better. Because the second one ruined the first one for me. The second one made the first one not as good. The best part of that first movie, though, is when he hits the table and the gun shoots the cat. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> That's the best part of that whole fucking movie. You know what the best part of that whole movie was? Uh, the end credits. Oh, dude. Oh, that movie's what? awesome. I'm just kidding. Yo, when William Defoe hits like play on his tape player and he gets all like super into <laughs> right. the scene. It, it's Willem Defoe. Willem? Willem. Yeah, I didn't know that until about a year I'm ago. I'm only correcting it because I'm I'm just seeing people go ape shit in the chat about it. So <laughs> William. Willem. 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 W I L L E M. Willem. Willem. I always take away something from you guys. And so <laughs> I... That's funny. Willem. William. But all right, before we get into geek chat or geek chat, geek news, I want to say what's up to the chat. Shout out Stick Boy. Shout out Hartman. Uh, shout out Aaron, the lovely Aaron, of course. Shout out Patrick. Um, shout out Quantum Kyle. Um, shout out Eric Williams. <laughs> Shout out Max Bender, Max the the corrector Bender. Uh, shout out Stumbling Jedi, who says he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and uh, Hartman says Deform has a big penis. Deform? Who's Deform? So he said, yeah, I don't know. But on that note, uh, let's kick the show into high gear and let's get into a little bit of ultra drive. Our first topic tonight kicks off what we seem to just beat that dead horse, beat that dead horse into the ground for all I'm that it's worth. I'm so fucking tired of talking. <laughs> there about he this. is beating that dead horse. We're talking about DC Warner Brothers Discovery and no more DC fandom. How, yeah, long, do, how long do you think it's going to be before Discovery has to sell DC because they fucking ruined it? Probably about six months from now. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers dis- hands too many times. It's, Warner it's Brothers bad. Discovery revealed to Popverse that DC Fandom will not be taking place this year, as the company looks to capitalize on the return of traditional conventions. With the return of in-person events, Warner Brothers Discovery is excited to be able to engage with our fans live at numerous comic cons around the world, and will not be scheduling a DC Fandom for 2020. This doesn't make sense. On so many levels. We are coming to the end of con season. 
you really only have maybe one or two big cons left in um well new york comic con's probably like the biggest con left they chose to skip san diego they weren't at emerald city that i know of and now they're choosing to not do fandom this year where they could capitalize on it and get people excited for what they're trying to do and save themselves a little face I don't think they know what. The, how do you how do you tell people what you're going to do if you don't even know what the fuck you're going to do? I they mean, these, don't. These guys. These guys. It's like children are running it. You know. Guys, first of all, the no guy direction. they want. Yeah. First of all, the guy they want to be their Kevin Feige. I don't know why the fuck they're even looking at this guy. What is his name? Dave Lynn or what's his name? Because he made the Lego Movie. Whatever, man. The, <sighs> AT&T owned Warner Brothers for how many years? Not that many, I don't feel like. And like AT&T kind of ran it into the ground a little bit. I mean, they did better than what Discovery's done so far. I no, see, no, That's debatable. I, Discovery hasn't done anything yet. I disagree. I think Warner Brothers drove it into the ground. I don't think AT&T drove it into the ground. Well, AT&T was that. the parent company, though, right? Yeah, but Warner Warner Brothers, I think, is responsible for driving into the ground dc comics i mean at&t would still very heavily in the dc comics realm but i think warner brothers is responsible for driving dc the the film aspect of dc into the ground because i mean at&t was still very much involved with the fact that were there the reason we even got a fandom you know they could have capitalized you know when, well i thought they started when, oh go ahead i'm sorry I was going to say, at a time when everything was going online, like they did the two years of online San Diego Comic-Con, they gave you DC Fandom trying to revel D, or, you know, D23 and all these other uh, properties that are doing individual cons now. But Yeah, they were kind of the first one to do it. But I feel like they did it because that first year San Diego got canceled, right? After COVID? Yeah. And, the, mm -hmm. and then they had DC fandom, but I, I don't think, know. Go ahead. Oh no, so go ahead. I've already talked enough. I'll put I myself in timeout. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, man, like every single decision that they've been making. I mean, they're they're going out and shopping the Batman cartoon to like other networks, like Warner Brothers. Like they're trying to build this like streaming service. And they're letting one of their most bankable characters go to like Netflix or Hulu or something like that. The Cake Crusader, I think it's called, right? Yeah. That they're saying that it could end up on Apple TV. Like these these people, they're letting one of their most bankable characters in a kids show, which kids show just naturally get viewers, right? Go to a rival streaming service. I just don't understand. They have to, man. They're hemorrhaging the so much money. And I think the other part of it is they have nothing to, they have nothing to offer. They've canceled, you know, what are they? Okay, they have Blue Beetle, but they canceled Wonder Twins. They canceled Batgirl. They they could show more of the Flash. They could show Black Adam, but Black Adam's coming to theaters soon. So I think they're gonna try and cut down on as much spoilers and information about those two movies getting out to make people want to go to the theater and see them. Um, but there's really, other than that, there's really nothing. We don't know past the next season of Titans and doom patrol. If they're even going to be around, 
there's just nothing to be excited about. We got an announcement that Har- right now, the next season of the Harley Quinn animated series and Joker 2 are the only two product projects that have been greenlit. Greenlit, yeah. Moving forward. And, I mean, they've, they've talked well, about greenlighting. The Batman the, 2 got officially greenlit recently, too. Apparently not, because the news I'm saying say that those are the only two properties that have been officially greenlit. I thought Batman 2 was greenlit before before the purchase went through. No, no, I think I, it was just heavily rumored. I could have sworn I saw something recently that Matt Reeves was just given the green light for like his Penguin show and for Batman two, and that's what I thought anyway. I don't you know. might be right. I don't. But I'm I also, seen... I'm in such a freaking conundrum with DC because a week ago I was all like, "Ooh, they're bringing the Snyderverse back," and now this week I'm just like, "Screw DC! I'm so tired of this." I just like have no faith in them at this point. <laughs> So, three weeks ago, I mean, it's IGN, so take it as you will. The Batman 2 not yet greenlit, next movie reportedly years away. Yeah, I mean, that's... It says Robert Pattinson's Bat sequel isn't exactly a sure thing. Oh, man, that movie needs a sequel. It was so good. First one was so good. So, it says the Batman 2... It's thought to be in development with writer-director Matt Reeves as well as star Robert Pattinson both returning, but it's still years away from the box office and Warner Brothers Discovery hasn't officially given it the go-ahead. This is despite WB confirming the film was a film with an announcement back at Cinecon. Yeah, it's all, all it looks like is that they don't know what the hell they're doing. And if they were smart, they would just get James Gunn to come in and keep doing the stuff that James Gunn's doing. Like he's the only one that's created anything within that Snyderverse. I don't know what you call it because it's still along the Snyderverse storyline, right? He's the only one that's made anything that's been like good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, aside aside from the Zack Snyder movies, yeah. No, those aren't good. They're amazing. You're right. No, they but they good. weren't critically acclaimed, none of them. <laughs> I freaking love those movies. But yes, you're right. Critically, they were not. Like acclaimed. what's been more critically acclaimed than than Peacemaker? Probably Joker, maybe. But that's not in the Snyderverse. Yeah, I know. I'm just, yeah. Snyderverse-wise, Peacemaker's probably been the highest rated thing. Maybe the Suicide Squad would be next. I'm just guessing here, though. I'm Don't go fact-checking me, Max Bender. I'm not saying that's <laughs> a fact. I'm just guessing. I'm just saying that you got one guy that's making good stuff. And you've got a fan base that's pretty passionate about these characters. And meanwhile, it doesn't seem like anybody knows their ass from their elbow. <laughs> I think we need there. to be honest here. Like everybody gives him all this love, but I really think we need to be honest here. James Gunn is nothing but a one hit wonder. He's a one hit darling. And unless guardians three comes out and completely blows me away, he's a one hit darling because he True. did good with Guardians One, fell off on Guardians Two, did a did better than you know you didn't have to, the bar wasn't set very high on Suicide Squad, so it was pretty easy for him to clear that. Knocked it out of the park with Peacemaker. Now we'll have to see what Peacemaker season two is like. He's very good with those one hit wonder low key characters that nobody knows, but when he puts them at the forefront of the fandom. And people start going out there and researching him and getting to know him a little bit more. He's his the quality of his work starts to to fall off drastically. So, I I 
gotta set it straight as far as James Gunn goes, and I'm, I I don't think we can sit here and praise him like he can do no wrong, and he's the the ipso facto like end all beat all way to go because he's definitely not. Yeah, you're you're right. And all right, so I went to uh, the Rotten Tomatoes website. If you're looking at like reviewer scores on Rotten Tomatoes, Peacemaker's number one, then Wonder Woman, then Suicide Squad, then Shazam. Oh, Wonder so, Woman is pretty good. The first one. Yeah. So James Gunn is responsible for two of those. And but you are right, Matt. Like he, he Guardians two wasn't great. So I mean, it wasn't bad. I liked it, but it wasn't nearly as good as the first one. So is James Gunn really the guy to keep things going or is he just someone that comes in with the original idea that people love and then, then we don't He's really want intros, more it. but that's it. Yeah. But, but no one, no one in that whole thing has made a decent follow. I mean, wonder woman 1984 was hot garbage. Yeah, no, they haven't. It's yeah. The sequels have not been super well received. We'll see how Sam does, but yeah. And I actually don't think that one looks very good. I mean, if you want to call the Suicide Squad a sequel to Suicide Squad, because it kind of is, then that one did well. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any hope for Black Adam because, like I said last week, the more and more I see of the Rock and Black Adam, the less I see Black Adam, and I just see the Rock in a costume. Yep. Like it's just not. I know. What do you think? What do you think? Stub there, uh, William Defoe down there. I'll be honest. I'm just here for the better call Saul talk. I'm, I'm just gonna, <laughs> that's, that's the only that's the only reason I tuned in tonight. Well, we're not talking better call Saul, so <laughs> you you tuned in wrong then. You clickbaited <laughs> me. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Moving um, on. After yeah, a year long fan campaign, Warner Brothers released Zack Snyder's Justice League in 2021. But one report says the studio wishes it hadn't. And a recent report from Vanity on DC's Variety, lengthy struggles Vanity. to find its own version <laughs> of Marvel's Kevin Feige, the magazine revealed that studio's executive internally regret releasing Zack Snyder's Justice League. According to Variety, Warner Brothers executives feel that the releasing of the Snyder Cut uh, only allowed fans to oppose Warner Brothers' leadership at every turn. So I agree. That's it not only, why. It only That's gave us more. It only fueled more fire to explain why this universe sucked. I mean, ninety-four percent of people disagree with you, Matt. That's actually the highest audience score DC movie out there. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League is really good. It yeah. has to be, and that's. But see, that's where I don't give it a pass. It has to be because not only. Did he get money to do reshoots and add extra shit that was never filmed when he left the film? You have a four-hour movie and time to cut it the way it should. You've already seen all the fan backlash, so you have a plethora of what people are complaining about, and it gives you time to go back in and fix it. So it should have a 94% score because he had time to... it, It Unlike every other movie where people sit there and bash it you don't get to you you hear about it after something's already been out there so you don't get time to go back and and fix it like he did with this like you had the whole movie you had years as it was out to listen to people's complaints to bash it and then you get to go back and fix it and then you want to hang your hat on this is the greatest thing ever it should be 
I it should be a 94% after all that. I'm going to argue against that 94% because it's been proven that a lot of the online campaign where Twitter I knew this was coming. I knew this fake. was coming. They're bots. I can't get a win with you guys. Come on. No, it, Just acknowledge that it's a good fucking movie, damn it. <laughs> Gosh. It's no, not though. Like it's not. I bought a 65-inch TV and I I watched it on a 14-inch screen because he because he wants to be so artistic. It's fucking Batman and Superman. Why do so you have good. to be so out of the box artistic that it just makes the movie unwatchable? Dude, I've watched I watched this movie when it first came out on HBO Max. I've not watched it since. I've watched it probably eight times. I'm <sighs> not all the way through. No, dude. No. No, 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 no. I love it. I it haven't seen it, better. so I will have to watch it. <laughs> Please long. do, William Defui. It's 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 long, dude. Just be prepared to. It is very well, long. Yeah, it's like four hours. It's no. Avengers Light, man. All they did was remake Avengers with Batman and Superman. That's it. It's the plot is the exact same as the Avengers. Un God, un Space God comes down with trying to steal an orb of of life or orb of magical abilities, or I should say box, not orb, but. I mean, you're you're right. The plan, the plan he had was very similar to what Endgame ended up doing, but considering that was no, his plan before those movies ever came Avengers. out, it's the same story as the original Avengers movie. It does have some similar vibes there, but like his three, the three story Justice League arc he had it was going to be pretty similar as well, just in the sense that he wanted to have, you know, <laughs> the, like the, the he wanted Dark Side to win. And then they were going to have to travel back in time with, with the Flash in order to fix stuff. So it was going to have a similar vibe had he seen his whole vision through. Well, I mean, I just, I just think we were talking about James Gunn being a one-trick pony. That's my, that's what I feel like with Zack Snyder. You can't find any difference in like Sucker Punch and what did he do? Did he do three hundred? Three hundred. Yeah. yeah. They're all the, they do the same fucking thing. It's like Michael Bay, dude. He's he's no better than Michael Bay. Yeah, I don't I don't agree. It's cheap visual effects to get you excited, but the story is flat every single time. I also don't agree. I, I think his stories are very good, but you know, maybe it's just it's a vibe I like, you know? It's not for everybody. I just it, dude, it's like watching I'm sorry to say, but Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League is like the white bread of superhero movies. It's just plain and fucking boring, man. Like it was four hours of so it's just Wonder Bread. Boring. You just compared it to yeah, Wonder it's Kid. white bread, dude. It's or or Iron Kids. You guys remember Iron Kids? It's oh, basically yeah. white bread. It's the like, bread you buy when you can't afford the other bread. It's like a nickel for a whole bag. <laughs> I mean, bless your little heart for liking it as much as you do, Max. But I just, I don't get it. Matt has, Matt is a, or Max is a, uh, what's the word? Kind of a, a mark for these kind of things. Like he loves Batman versus, and there's nothing against him. Like he loves Batman versus Superman. He loves, you know, fucking Man of Steel. You love what's yeah, the there's other one something, there's something about the way that Snyder does his filmmaking and tells his stories that I get something new out of every rewatch. Like, I feel like his stories are really deep and there's a lot to them. No. And, and I think, I think people are watching his movies, looking surface level and not diving deep. 
and then they just say, oh, this movie sucks, it's white bread, when really it's not. I'm not saying he's Chris Nolan, because Christopher Nolan is like God-tier director in my book, but um, I think I think Snyder's a, a really talented director. Christopher Nolan's completely on the other side of the spectrum. He tries to confuse you so much to make you feel you're stupid. And His latest one movie. was too much. His latest yeah. one was too much. Ten, uh, Tenet was, uh, that was a bit much. I don't even think I've watched that one a second time yet. I've tried like, a couple times and then I give up halfway through. I don't like the movie, but I don't want to walk into a walk out of a movie feeling like I am the dumbest human being in the world because I don't get it. Like I I blame Nolan for this Snyderverse though, because in a lot of aspects, you look at like Man of Steel and and, and it, I fully believe I'm sure that DC execs were like, look, we had a hit on our hands with the um the Nolan Batman movies, the dark and gritty Batman movies. Let's keep going with that. Let's keep pushing that. Let's give me, give me a dark and, and he gritty executive Superman produced movie. it. And so Snyder just kept along that kept towing that line. And I, he shouldn't have, he should not have told that line. Like it, well, I find, I don't know what people see in him. I just find Henry Cavill to be the most boring Superman. Oh, uh, well, I disagree there. I like, I Henry don't, Cavill I don't Superman. feel like he, mm. I, I like every casting except the two in the back, Cyborg and the Flash. Bring Brandon Routh back. Give that dude another chance. But uh, I don't know, man. Like Nolan's movies kind of ruined quite a few different franchises. Like Amazing Spider-Man never got off the ground because it was super dark. Like, I'm glad they... you think he's fine, Max. Bender. <laughs> but Matt like Peters, that Bender. Uh, the Nolan verse kind of. My fellow Max. <laughs> the Nolanverse kind of influenced the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and influenced the Snyderverse. You can tell and like just the darkness of it and everything. I I feel like I don't know, man. It wasn't until Marvel started coming in doing the lighter tone stuff that you can't take yourself too seriously, man. Like there it it doesn't always work. I mean, Superman doesn't work if he's all in mute tones and fucking you know brooding and stuff like that's not what superman is and spider-man doesn't work that way right we we haven't liked spider-man until he was kind of jovial and joking around and it just see did people uh, not like spider-man though i feel like even in garfield's people usually said they liked the character it was just they didn't like the movies they thought the movies are too dark or i know especially with amazing spider-man 2 it was pretty well or pretty poorly received for a lot of reasons but I don't feel like the criticism was usually that they were like dark. I thought Amazing Spider-Man 2 was that it was just too cluttered with villains and cheesy and campy. And because I know Green Goblin, a lot of people hated that. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, I don't myself I don't included. It wasn't great. I wonder what the audience score was for the Amazing Spider-Man one because I don't think it was that good. Like I thought I it think... was pretty good, but I I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. I, it, it was, was better than Spider-Man Three. Sequel, so, yeah, but Venom also got a sequel, so we can't really use that as a. All right, let's barometer. see. What was the seventy-one percent tomato meter, seventy-seven percent audience score? I'd say that's pretty good. It's fresh on that's, both ends. That's fresh, yeah. 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 Now, the is... Amazing Spider-Man Two. That wow. one I think is way worse. Ah, typos. Sorry for the clickety clacks. All right, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Was fifty one percent tomato meter, sixty four percent audience audience score. 
See, and I love the Amazing Spider-Man too. I liked a lot about it. There's a lot of things that I thought were bad, but but I like it for nostalgia, comic book boy, fan boy reasons. Because here's what I'll say about the Amazing Spider-Man two: the um, Gwen Stacy death sets up the best moment in No Way Home that... when he saves Zendaya, MJ. Oh my gosh! I saw we saw it again today, and I choked up again. I, I I've choked up every time I've watched that scene. It's so good. Yeah. A lot of that is Andrew Garfield's acting, though. That guy, he knows how to act. I I will say this: the the suit in the Amazing Spider-Man Two is probably probably one of the best. It's like the most comic ad- accurate. Yeah, suits, dude, it yeah. is so fun with the big eyes and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Tom Holland did it one step further, where he actually had the eyes like shifting and stuff, that which was really cool. Yeah, but when I saw Andrew Garfield's suit in that second movie, I was like, "This movie's gonna be fucking awesome." I don't. I think the I want to see more of Tom Holland's suit that you see at the end of Spider-Man: No Way Home. We will. Like, that looks just like a, a piece of art right yeah, off the page, great. man. Well, what's next on the docket? But coming to next D twenty three news: Disney unveils the official poster for the company's D twenty three event. Showcasing various franchises, including Star Wars, Marvel, and The Simpsons, beginning on September 9th and running through September 11th, D23, Disney's annual event uh, used to announce new projects or provide key updates in upcoming films and series. While the company is yet to confirm what it will be showing off in 2022, many fans are expecting first looks at several Star Wars and Marvel Cinematic Universe projects. And it's interesting that... um, so the big buzz going around has been all of the spoilers and potential spoilers and Easter eggs that um, are listed in, in this poster and that people think that there's going to be new projects announced and big things coming. Um, just like, kind of like we've already known that you're getting a new a live action Mulan. Um, so I bet you we're probably going to see that. I bet you, I wonder if there's going to be like a live action Frozen announced um of course you got your your mandalorian i'm sure we're gonna see even though it already leaked online you're probably gonna see stuff for season three of mando um the interesting one down there is spider-man um lance and i were having a discussion about it before the show starts if you apparently people on twitter of all places are saying that if you zoom in it's andrew garfield spider-man because it's got his symbol it does have his symbol but it's interesting that they have Spider-Man. Of all the Marvel characters they have and all the Marvel stuff they're coming out, yeah, Black Panther's on, represented on there in the castle. Captain America's represented up there. But it's interesting that Spider-Man makes an appearance on this poster. It's going to be freshman year if they talk about anything. I don't think we're going to get some big Spider-Man news, personally. I think, I think we are. I think they're going to announce Spider-Man 4. And I think the reason you're going to see that, I think the reason you see that symbol on that suit is because I have a feeling that since this is a 100% Peter Parker made suit, he's going to take a little bit of um, a little couple of things from both Toby and Andrew Garfield and combine them in to make his suit. So he kind of like he always carries them with him. I mean, maybe Um, I just, I feel like Sony would announce it, but maybe. I mean, has Disney announced a, a Spider-Man movie before at one of their conferences? I don't feel like they usually they do. haven't. But yes, 
stick boy i understand that spider-man live action is sony not disney no matter what but they do have they are mixed into that agreement and so they can if sony lets them they can announce a a spider-man movie at d23 i don't have that agreement i don't see any reason why yeah, I don't see any re- reason why Sony would say, no, you can't announce this. Uh, Sony right. doesn't have their own big conference that they do. It All it does, I mean, ever since Disney got involved with Spider-Man, right? Sony, like, I think the last two movies broke their records as far as highest grossing in their in their, in their their studio's history, right? Far From Home and... and uh, no Way Home is the, is the great, is the most successful sony movie or yeah movie at that yeah and i think it i think it beat far from home Mm -hmm. because far from home was their first billion dollar movie at the studio so that's obviously kevin feige and disney's influence and also incorporating him into kind of these crossover movies right avengers and everything that i don't see any reason why sony's like no that's ours you can't talk about like it just doesn't make sense to me now where i do feel that maybe it is a misdirect is there's several characters on here that I don't think we're going to be seeing anything like Pete's dragons on here. The old 1960s piece dragon Mulan's on here. We already had a Mulan live action. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of this is just their repping characters. I don't think everything means something. And then turning red is down there in the corner. Like there's certain characters on here. It's like, are they really going to revisit that? Maybe a turning red cartoon? I show. Well, or there's something? our. Isn't there a Monsters Inc. three coming out? Well, they have uh, Monsters at Work, which is the show, but I don't yeah. think that's had. So a... then that's probably what that's representing with the Monsters Inc. Black Panther is Wakanda Forever. Then you have the the Endor stuff down there. And then you have um, Buzz Lightyear for Lightyear. They got the Dumbo live action movie. I was, they got you know what I'm wondering. Wally. They've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Nova ship up there. So I think they're going to release. We got us. We got to see a special sneak peek of Andor during the IMAX screening last week that I went to. I bet that I bet they're going to release that at D23. I'm hoping that's all they release. I don't want to see any more of that show before it comes out. Like, not really. I'm sold. But the scene they showed was awesome, by the way. I'm so excited for that show. The the candle in the in the window there is Encanto. Yeah. Are they doing Are they doing a new Encanto? Or I don't think everything on here. That's what I. That's the point I was trying to make. Yes. Yeah. They're they're not. Little Shang Chi symbol down there. It's interesting why they would put Spider-Man down there whatsoever. Because we got, there really, I mean, we didn't get any information. There really wasn't anything to show at uh, San Diego Comic-Con for Spider-Man freshman year. That sh- that's not even coming out till what, 2023? So, yeah, there was nothing to show there. So, what's interesting is think of the things that aren't on this poster. Indiana Jones is on there. Yeah, the fifth one's supposed to be. I, I've heard we may get a trailer for the fifth one, but think about what's not on here. There's, I mean, X Men '97. You don't think we're gonna get any like any sort of clip or anything? There's no mutants on here whatsoever. No, because they showed it at um, they showed it at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, they I agree. A clip of X Men '97 at San Diego Comic Con. 
it's heavily rumored that Fantastic Four is going to be talked about. There's nothing like that on here. Well, like I said, I don't think they're going to give everything away. If they started throwing Fantastic Four stuff on here, that's going to be people are going to go crazy for. I just think I just think it's a lot of their most recognizable characters that they have. I mean, I, I really think that that's what what this is. I mean, what is that monkey that's hanging on the tower there? To the right it's, of Oswald. It's a, it's a boo. Uh, I don't think so, dude. I don't either. I just that's the only <laughs> Disney monkey I could think of. No, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. You nerds are reading too deeply into this in my book. Just I wait just, a week. I was <laughs> I was just going off of like Twitter was exploding over this poster. Everybody analyzing every single piece of it. And I think we are potentially looking too deep into it i think though like we got the mermaid tale for the little mermaid they got a live action little mermaid coming out i think that um to keep in mind with the the spider-man thing i i think sony is really say has really pretty much said look marvel we're giving we're lending you out spider-man you do what you want to do if you want to announce it you know they're working together they sony knows what's going on just as much as marvel does so i think Sony's kind of letting Marvel take the run on on this version of Peter Parker and they're focused more on building their Spider-Man-less Spider-Man universe because they're focused on, you know, um, Craven the Hunter and Madam Web and all that. They're not focusing on what's going on with Tom Holland and in the Spider-Man universe as far as Marvel's concerned. That shit's got to get so, shut down, dude. I'm so sick of that Spider-Man-less Spider-Man universe. But- who knows? We'll find out more next next week. It's crazy how much speculation is out there about that poster. I'm just looking a quick little Google search. There's tons of people speculating. It's insane, right? Mm-hmm. It's insane how much is floating out there. Like people screenshotting, you know. <laughs> I mean, Sony would make a Christmas without Jesus. <laughs> but think we we've been Marvel has done this to us before, right? You remember when the Doctor Strange poster came out with all the glass shards and we zoomed in on a piece thinking we saw deadpool yes well but it's heavily rumored that deadpool was in that movie and he was one of the scenes that got cut yeah yeah i don't know guys i still think it's in the movie we just haven't found it yet deadpool's in there somewhere confirmed no sticks i think the the mermaid tale is the little mermaid movie that's coming out yeah the live action one what is the, I don't know what that is, a Kraken? Or is that for Pirates of the Caribbean or something? The the big tail or thing? Or 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Could be mm-hmm. Ursula. Then you got the like, Yellow Submarine. Are they doing another Beatles thing? Maybe. The Finding Nemo ride? Where's Finding they've Nemo? Got the, um, well, the submarine. Like That looks like the ride. I don't think that's what it's about. Oh, that, that's the two characters from Luca. That's the Yellow Submarine from the Beatles. Like That's their exact logo. Oh, but Winnie the Pooh, Gonzo flying in the space. Oh, that oh. is Luca down there. Yeah, where's Gonzo? He's up by Slave One, right in. So, right, look right next to Slave One. He's to the left of Slave what is, One. What is Slave One? It's it's Boba Fett's spaceship. Oh, 
Lance, I'm sorry. I love you, buddy, but you gotta go. You Max, I I like your outlook on this. You don't even know what You're slave like, one man. is, bro. I what I, I'm not a Star Max. Wars I'm guy, also man. working off of four hours of sleep, so I'm just like I'm too tired to talk about the same. <laughs> I, I like it though. <laughs> Max has let his friend down drastically. Oh, Lance! No, Lance doesn't. It's funny. I have two huge passions: Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. He's not into either of them, but yet he and I are still best friends. Yeah, but no thanks on Lord of the Rings. Well, I've gotten you into Star Wars a bit, though. You like the shows now. You're like you're not as into it as me, but we can talk yeah. about it. But yeah, they have like the little boat from Moana down there. Um, so I think I think there are some things in here that are thrown in to um, get people talking, and some of it is just pure like reason of characters. So the uh, the thing behind Maleficent is the big Epcot, yeah, egg or whatever they call that. That's true. That is the dome. Ep- okay, so we got an Epcot movie coming out. It's going to be all about um, Deadpool's adventures at the theme park. <laughs> there you go. I like it. All right, we've beat this up. Let's go. Tusk star Justin Long recently revealed that Kevin Smith may be making his cinematic return to the Great White North for the sequel to the Walrus-based horror movie. In an interview with slash films long who played the podcasting protagonist wallace in the 2014 tusks shared that smith texted the um the group text that he um and jo- Haley joe osmond and genesis rodriguez are a part of um saying that he wanted to do a sequel justin long said he thought it was a joke and then realized that kevin smith wasn't joking please don't please don't here's the I thing love, i actually like the first half of tusk but the moment he turns into the walrus it just become stupid here's the thing and yeah i'm gonna get kicked out of the podcast briefly for this i think i've never heard of this movie same all right i've you, never heard of this but i'm not a kevin his, smith guy it's one of his lesser watched one it's so obscure that yeah because it was all started by it all came about of an idea on a podcast that he does with scott Mosier called smodcast and they pitched it and then they basically wrote a movie for it. And it's about a podcaster who goes up in in Canada to interview someone. And the dude is like a psychopath and turns him into a, a human walrus. Sounds He's been killing funny, people and, and making a skin suit out of people, human skin to turn him into a giant walrus. So this is all, this is in the same, like this isn't like a, his regular universe right this this is all in like that yoga hosers yeah it's part of his great white north trilogy which is supposed to be tusk yoga hosers and then moose jaws jaws with a moose i swear you guys are speaking another language is that i've never seen is that out moose jaws no it hasn't even been made Oh, but I that, was gonna that say. Was, I'm like, I've no, had no idea. What he was that trying is. to get that movie made so for so long, and it never came about. And then he tried to do, um, uh, he tried to do Mallrats two, and that didn't pan out. And then he ended up doing Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and now Clerks three. And I have a feeling, uh, depending on the success of Clerks three, he's gonna go back and revisit Mallrats two. I I I'm actually on board with a sequel to mall rats but I, I don't really care about a sequel to this no but me neither but mall rats yeah i'm down for that 100 percent, man mm-hmm. as reported by the direct hawkeye actress um 
Haley Steinfeld is expected to return after being included in an article on the official Disney Latino website about Marvel superheroes you need to know before seeing Phase 5 of the MCU. The now-deleted list includes the following entry on the Marvel arc. Kate Bishop, a character played by Haley Steinfeld, was introduced to the public in Hawkeye, the, the Hawkeye series and is one of the members of the Young Avengers in the comics uh, and admirer of Clint Barton, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. The young woman decides to follow in his footsteps be- Besides being an archer, Kate is also an excellent fighter with knowledge of different martial arts as well as being an excellent fencer. So I think this is this is only I'm, I'm just throwing this in there, but I think this is something we all knew. I don't think this is like massive breaking news. I think we all pretty much figured this. No, you, I, I loved her, so I'm down to see more of her. Do you think I'm we down might to see much more of her? Yeah, in many different ways. I didn't mean it that way, but do you think it's possible we might see her like in Echo or Ironheart or something like that? Like some cameo? Is that why they're maybe saying this? Um, I think you're gonna see her in the Avengers movies. I think, but those aren't even part of Phase Five yet. But but it's Phase Five and Six. Phase Five. Phase Five and Six. six. Oh, there's six. Okay. Yeah, but but um, we're seeing Phase Five, and I'm just looking at what's coming out in Phase Five. I think you'll see her in. I think you'll see her show up in quite a few things. Yeah, I could see her in Echo. I mean, what what do they do? Why not? They're going to. I think you're going to see her a lot in like, yeah, Echo or a lot of like after credit stuff where they build to Kang Dynasty or Dare, I could, Daredevil potentially. I'm sure um, she'll be in Daredevil. She's a street. So if you're paying attention, but but Kevin Feige's already said it. They're trying to build the your outer space stuff and your street level stuff. And so the mythical stuff too, right? I think that you're going to see that um, you're, well, yeah, the mythical stuff too with Shang-Chi, I guess, and Dr. Strange, and Dr. Strange and all that. But I think you're going to see the street level stuff. So I would not be surprised if 18 episodes, man, 18 episode first season of Daredevil. There's no way she doesn't show up in Daredevil. I can't believe they're doing 18 episodes. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm excited about that. I, I mean, shoot, shoot, couldn't I mean she could make an appearance in She-Hulk for all we know. I know that's not phase five, but like that could be kind of funny, you know. Because She-Hulk's in New York, right? Aren't they both in New York? Yep. Yeah, I mean, you could see I can see the two of them having a funny conversation. Their power levels are, you know, on, on different tears obviously but all i know is that Haley steinfeld is it, movie studios want to be in the Haley steinfeld business right now i mean as far as young actresses are concerned like she's a big name i would say yeah i, I think so, she's she's well liked and she's talented ma- makes total sense for them to try to put her in anywhere they can i mean they hit a home run by casting her in my opinion i don't even think there's any really anyone else in the conversation because her name was the first one you heard when when this you know kate bishop coming on this big screen was talked about and it, it just stayed I don't, I don't even know if anyone else was even talked about yeah i don't i don't think kevin feige was looking at anyone else i mean that her name was associated with that character since the beginning and he i jumped, think yeah. i think honestly before even the announcement that or like that anybody had an inkling that Kate Bishop was going to be developed. I think that people were already fan casting her in that role. Yeah. 
I mean, she's just perfect. I mean, she's a, I don't know. She's the best part of the show, I would say. A Hawkeye show. Yeah, she's. Yeah, 10 she's out of 10 would smash. <laughs> What's funny is she was the ugliest little kid. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen True Grit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. The remake, not the original. Yeah, the, the remake. She was She was not born when the original yes. came out. Decades uh, until she was born. <laughs> but, Hartman uh, said, well, it ain't Jeremy Renner we want to see. I like Jeremy Renner. But. I think Echo. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to Echo. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know? Yeah, more... I'm stoked to see how a blind and a deaf character are going to interact. Like, that's just going to be interesting. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Blind? No, I'm talking uh, Daredevil and Echo. Is he if, is he heavily centered on that show? Is he a main character? I don't know. I just have a feeling. They're, I don't know. I've heard rumor that they're going to potentially... That he's potentially going to be in it. I'm sure he will with, be with with Kingpin there and everything. I I think he will be. Well, Kingpin's going to be blind at least some of it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Hartman is hilarious in the chat. <laughs> oh, Hart, Hartman, I can't keep up with him in the chat. I can't keep up with him. <laughs> Moving on, she hurt, she hurt, she hurt. She Hulk attorney at law, head writer and producer Jessica Joe told Gout. the direct Gao Joe Gout told the direct that Marvel Studios has someone whose job it is to maintain continuity with the MCU projects and ensure a cohesive timeline. Gao mentioned this when asked about uh, where She-Hulk falls into the MCU timeline, saying it's definitely after post-Endgame. There's actually is a Marvel person whose job it is to trace the timeline of everything, track uh, rather, the timeline of everything, and we checked with him a lot but where the timing is. And it's like the show is a few years after Endgame. So is this a newly developed position? Because they used to suck at this. <laughs> I just want to know how I can get, apply for this position. Because I would like to apply. <laughs> Do you know how you, badass it would be to go to a fucking party and there's someone's like, oh, you know, or your high school reunion. And they're like, well, what do you do? Oh, you know, it's just my job to make sure that the continuity of the Marvel film stays intact. And you're like, what? That's going to be like <laughs> the best job ever, dude. That's, that that would be a fun job. Well, what we do know is that it takes place at the same time as the events of Shang-Chi. Like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it's running parallel to Shang-Chi. And I thought Shang-Chi was only like a year and a half after Endgame. Well, I thought they even like said that in the movie. Well, the the show, it doesn't really say that it's at the same time as Shang-Chi, that it's just the footage comes out from Shang-Chi. Like, it's not no. a live... He it's gets breaking news, and it's a live news shot of him fighting in that underground fight no, club. No, it's, yes. it's, it's leaked footage. It was not yeah. live. It even says... I watched the episode twice. It even says that it's leaked footage. He was in the cell at that time. It, it says in there this leaked footage that we just obtained of him fighting fighting uh, at some underground ring. It wasn't live. It's it's. I don't remember being live, but I could have sworn he like he met with Jennifer Walters and he got. I thought he got broken out of prison that night. You see, like. you see her say, "What the hell?" or "This sucks," or whatever. 
next episode you see her going to the prison and he's in his cell yeah because wong put him back i i don't think it was happened simultaneously i really don't i think he broke out of his cell prior and then the footage leaked so you think this footage could be six months year old yeah he didn't break out of anything wong broke him i i i understand you're that's semantics but what i'm saying yeah it's that's semantics what you're but what i'm saying is there's nothing that tells us that it is simultaneous in fact maybe i'm making assumptions I would argue that the language that they're using when they're talking in that news article makes it seem like it's not simultaneous. Yeah, video um, just released. Even but Zaggy stick- says it's video from before, not that hard, Lance. That's what I'm that's what I said. I don't yeah, understand. Lance, Zaggy's that's, agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's the one saying it was live. <laughs> no, I'm saying that it's running. I said it's running parallel to the events of Shang-Chi. So, I don't. I don't think that there's anything that in a, that in a world of that. the internet, you think that somebody was like, "Oh, I got this footage," and they just sat on it for months. Yeah, I don't know. We know that it's all also they say is we just Spider-Man. obtained. Yeah, we all they say is we just obtained this footage. That's all they. Yeah, that's all they say. If so anybody's sitting been, at that thing and they're like, "Holy shit, that's the abomination fighting," and they're gonna film it. It, it's going to be up right away. So I'm, that's I'm, I'm just, saying the way the internet assuming, works, you're the way assuming. the internet works. Yeah, I am assuming just like you are. No, all I'm saying is that we shouldn't assume that it's at the same time because we don't know. That's all I'm Good. saying. I'm actually arguing against assuming. I'm saying I don't know that it's not I, though. So I'm saying that we we're both don't making know. assumptions. I'm saying that we don't know. I don't think that's an assumption because I'm not definitively you're saying assuming we don't know. That's an assumption. Oh, <laughs> bro. How do you assume? All I'm saying is they're both How do you assume? Dude. How do you come out and say, we don't know? And that's an, do you understand what an assumption is? You're assuming that, <laughs> you're assuming, you're assuming that this video footage isn't taking place at the, the same time. I'm saying we don't know. You're I think, assuming that we don't know. I think it's taking place concurrently with Shang-Chi events. I agree. But I agree with Max. It could be, but, but, it could but, not. That is exact Hold opposite on. of assuming something. <laughs> Hold on, though. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to take it back a little bit. And oh, here's say. A... Hold on. Hold on. Let me okay, go ahead. Thought. Because Bruce Banner appears after the events of Shang-Chi on our With mind. a sling. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's true. He's got a sling in his he arm. He appears in he's... Shang-Chi with the sling on his arm as Bruce Banner. Yes. Not as the Hulk, as Bruce Banner. But we see him in the first episode of She-Hulk with no sling. As Bruce Banner, his arm is healed. He's got a sling on in the car. Yeah. He's got a sling on in the car when they have the accident because he uses her blood to heal himself. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying okay. is that Shang-Chi would have been before She-Hulk then. No, because... so it would be, you see him appear in She-Hulk in the sling. So then he could have left to go with her on the that vacation during the events of Shang-Chi. That makes no the sense, car accident, dude. Healed himself. It does make sense. Watch the no, episode. No, he's in the beginning. The first episode, he's in the sling in the car, uses her right. blood to heal himself. Correct. At the end of Shang-Chi, he's still in the sling. No. So if in the third in... episode, in the okay. third episode, if it's live. Is this what you were hoping for, Stumbling, when you uh, I'm agreed to you. come on tonight? No, I love this. <laughs> you're, 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 in the third episode of She-Hulk, if that's live, 
How does the end of She-Hulk show him in a sling if the first episode of She-Hulk shows him in a sling? The end of She-Hulk doesn't show him in a sling. Or at the end of Shang-Chi shows him in a sling and the first episode of She-Hulk shows him in a sling. That makes absolutely no fucking sense. Unless I'm just you, dude. You're, you're going like this. again. Just, but <laughs> yeah. the end credit, the after credit scenes don't line up. Look at look at Captain America in the Winter this Soldier. This one does. Got because Winter Soldier in the advice. It was used as an end credit scene at another movie. Bro. Just because it's in an end credit scene doesn't mean that it's not well, running think, at the same time. I think Shang-Chi is very clearly after the events of Shang-Chi, but Shang-Chi is clearly after the events of Shang-Chi. No, the end credit scene clearly yes. takes place after he's now a superhero and he's defeated his dad, the Mandarin, and all that. That's all I'm saying. So I I think logic would tell me then that they're either running concurrently or um all I can say Shang-Chi is happens after. I mean, you can't definitively say anything. That's what I'm telling. I'm telling you not to assume that these are happening at the same time. But the points are. <laughs> I think the logically proof is they in the are. pudding, dude. Logically, they are. The proof is there. Because she we'll literally, see. she literally says, "We've just obtained this footage." It's that, not. But that's that's fine. But I can take footage, like anytime and upload it right to the internet i could yeah. take a footage at your house tomorrow and upload it to the internet and someone's gonna go we just obtained this footage doesn't mean it's not live i mean it doesn't mean that it's yes, live. It does. sorry doesn't mean that it's live it just means that but that's what you were arguing with that's what but, you were so arguing against if you go to a concert okay, we're beating this we're beating this dude i'm just you said it was live i said don't assume that it was live that's all I'm saying. No, no, you're saying don't assume that it's taking place at the same time as Shang Chi that they're running concurrently. Matt says he wants this job. Let him get his points across. This is his interview. He's going to send this. I would not tomorrow. hire him <laughs> because you're because you're wrong and you don't want to admit it. No, that's all. That's it. All the proof is there. Like I, I said, Shang Chi has has him in a sling as Bruce Banner. That's the first time you see him as just Bruce Banner mm-hmm. since Endgame. At the end of Shang Chi. Yes. And Let me ask of, you, was the scene with Abomination after that end credit scene? Is that how I, your timeline works? Yeah, it could be. Because you don't know what the, the <laughs> timeline dumb, and after credit scenes are. <laughs> no, dude. Yes, no. dude. I'm telling you, Winter Soldier has that too, man. You it, see can't, it can't happen okay. because the end credit scene is him after he's obtained the rings after defeating his father. He has the rings. How did he get the rings? He defeated his father, which happened well after. But it doesn't mean fight club. that it can't jump around. It doesn't mean that the, that Steens can't jump around, man. Like but I'm it just saying in that movie, Bruce Banner. He that's the, this is the first time he has admitted that he he says that he took that time to, <laughs> to become Bruce Banner again. <laughs> this is the best Friday night. His arms is in a sling. <laughs> he uses <laughs> the blood of of her to heal himself, and uh-huh. then he becomes. Banner Hulk again. So yeah. what I'm saying is I can take a video of you tomorrow, upload it the same day, and it's gonna, they're going to say we obtained video footage. I think they're running concurrently. There's nothing there to to say that they're not. There's nothing there to say that they are. I, That's all I'm telling you. Don't you assume anything. Dude, how... No. Because there that because says they you are. Right, you are consistently contradicting yourself. No, I'm not. I'm yes. explaining to you how it matches up that there it, is evidence that they are running concurrently. No. Okay. Your evidence. Then you need to go back and rewatch Shang Chi and the first three episodes of She Hulk. 
listen to it, dude. And then you no. I'll expect your part of apology next week. Listen. The end credit scene, he's in a sling. The first episode, he's in a sling of She-Hulk, right? This is the third episode How many where they show the footage. All I'm saying is that scenes don't fit chronologically. But this like one, that. this one does because he has the rings, and the only way he got the rings is by defeating his father. They're analyzing the rings in the end credits. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that the events of She-Hulk. It doesn't mean that they're not running the same way. It doesn't mean that they're not but taking bro, place at the same time. Do you bro, really think that somebody sat on that bro, footage for months listen. and were like, "Oh well, just, just listen"? Just hold on, hold on. Let me. When they show the play, footage on the screen, is his arm healed? Can I play devil's advocate really quick here? Because yeah. Bruce, when Bruce is there in the end credit scene, it's like it's a hollow hologram projection or whatever. Who knows where he's going right now? Maybe he's going to World War Hulk. Maybe he gets injured again. Has nothing to do with the Infinity Stones. And when he's talking to them, he's in a sling again. Like, I mean, who knows? Maybe that could be the case. Maybe there's going to be some events that happen that, that he gets injured as Hulk in a different manner. And now he's got a sling again and he's Bruce. And he's speaking to them via space. I'm just saying, I mean, who knows? That could be the case. All I'm like saying it, is you can't argue the events of shang chi right it happens max can you agree with that like it i know i can't i can't i'm playing devil's advocate i'm just saying for all we know the end credit scene could take place six months after shang chi and we don't you know what i mean and bruce got oh, yeah, healed in she hulk and then he got re-injured in a different way but that just reinforces my my argument of saying don't don't think that the well the re-injuring himself in another way i mean i think it's more likely that this that all those events took place before she hulk but i think you have to look at he can't really like but i think there's a short window the only reason the only reason he gets injured in that car crash is because he has that inhibitor right they had to put that's that's a plot device right he has the inhibitor that was the only way he was able to get hurt to give her his blood Right, yeah. because any other time he's gotten hurt, he turns into the Hulk immediately. Unless the Hulk's like in Infinity War, he's like, "No, I don't want any part of this." Right, the Hulk just won't come out. But the events of Shang Chi, you you can't you can't say like at the end of the movie, he has the rings. He defeated his father to get the rings. So that obviously happens at the end of Shang Chi, whether it's six months, a year later, or whatever. In the third episode of She Hulk, he is healed. So how can you say that there can't be like, I just don't understand that, how you can be so definitive. The story is running concurrently. He's got no the events of she. Yes. The events of Shang-Chi. He's in the sling. He, at the, he uses her blood to heal himself in episode one. So that means that just because it didn't, maybe it wasn't live, but that means that the events of Shang-Chi are taking place during She-Hulk because they, this is the second time now. I think She-Hulk happens back. after Shang-Chi. I, I think, think they're every running piece, at the, very at the same time. Nope. Okay. We find out at the end of the series. What 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 is Hartman bringing up? Stumbling, please in, insert it. <laughs> I mean, I had to mute myself because I was laughing at all these <laughs> comments, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Janner. <laughs> Yeah, he's just Hartman's going off. So Stick Boy says, when the fight that took place, the building came under attack after Wong returned him to his cell. The club in Bangkok or whatever 
a need doesn't travel that fast from far but east I, to the new western city but and that's fine what he's saying is correct but what i'm saying is hulk's arm shows you that one happens and then the next happens so there's obviously distance between the third episode of she hulk and the end of shang chi there's obviously whatever time it is could there's distance week. could be a week it could be six months it could be five years it could be anything but it definitively tells you because hulk's arm is healed oh no we shouldn't assume so there's no definitive of anything there's no but assumptions it's don't know we talk about that don't assume yeah, go forward, on. dude. no go no assumptions forward. don't assume can't convince oh, oh here's another one we can assume <laughs> on too a new theory suggests that in the final post-credit tag in the sh- or scene it should be in the she hulk attorney at law series the show might introduce mcu's deadpool the theory suggests that during the final episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, the post-credit tag reveals that she's been talking to Deadpool all along. How it happens, if it happens at all, is a mystery. Uh, they could simply show Ryan Reynolds in full Deadpool outfit with Crocs sitting on the couch and watching She-Hulk Attorney at Law. It also could be a parody of a more famous Marvel Cinematic Universe post-credit scene. Perhaps Jen walks into on Deadpool staring out a window and asking, you think you're the only superhero in the world that can talk to the audience? Whatever they decide to do, it would capture the geek discourse or discussion, as you, as you will, for the next two weeks. And it would. It would. I'm not holding my breath for this. But it would kind of make sense here. They're both fourth wall breakers. They're both comedy characters. Right. But I've stopped expecting this kind of stuff because i just get disappointed mj put it great if you expect disappointment you can't be disappointed i like that mantra now for mcu cameos i i have a feeling that deadpool's <laughs> just going to become the newest mephisto or whatever everything's going to have a deadpool cameo everything's mephisto everything it's just people are clamoring to mr fisto <laughs> People are clamoring for Deadpool. People are like, it's just, he's going to be attached to everything. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I'm just not sure if it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it'd be cool too. But Everyone is streaming porn at your hotel. You know, you're you're on a yeah. microphone, Stubbling. You can address the chat in verbally instead of having to do it (laughs) we're just breaking his habit he's used to just typing everything and now we have him on the show just gotta break the habit what do i do with my hands then (laughs) (laughs) yeah what is that movie will ferrell talladega nights man we'll shake a good movie Uh, and and bake (laughs) (laughs) oh so good Pedophilia? What? What? I don't. Pepsi. Pep. Sylvia. What is he talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't moving know. On. We'll see. It appears as though Star Wars fans need not dismay as the upcoming second season of The Bad Batch looks to be sticking to its previously announced Disney Plus premiere date. Earlier this past June, the Disney Plus homepage revealed that Star Wars: The Bad Batch season two would debut on Wednesday, September 28th. However, Disney Plus recently uh, disclosed its list of upcoming content for the month of September 2022, and the second season of The Bad Batch was notably absent, leading to to concern that it had been delayed. 
That said, one of the streaming services employees has seemingly cleared up any confusion. A Reddit user has shared a conversation they had with a member of the Disney Plus Help Center team. The employee affirmed that the Bad Batch Season 2 is indeed scheduled to premiere on September 28th. So there you go. I'll be honest with you. I liked Season 1 and I am fine to watch another one. But I don't care. I am so much more interested in Andor. I would honestly probably rather they delay this show and just as soon as Andor is over, then start releasing Bad Batch. I don't really want to watch both both shows every week. I don't know. Did you watch Bad Batch at all, Matt? Uh, I watched the first episode. Were you not into it? No, I wasn't. Not at all. It's it's definitely well. I shouldn't say it's the worst Star Wars cartoon. That's what I was about to say. That's Resistance. But that like that 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 cartoon is so bad. Star Wars fans like don't even include it in conversation when they talk about Star Wars content. Like it's just not even talked about. But as far as like the Star Wars cartoons are concerned, Bad Batch is my least favorite. But I like it. Stumbling. I mean, your name's literally Stumbling Jedi. You're a Star Wars fan, right? Do you watch this show? Well, Stumbling. I do not watch that show, but there's a reason behind why I chose that name. Okay. Well, now I need to know. Because you're a master of being a drunk? Yes, sir! (laughs) All right. (laughs) I not even called you a drunk. I just, you know, figured that's what it probably was with stumbling and then Jedi. Yeah, I mean, I'm always always trying to walk the Jedi path, but I'm just always stumbling along the way, and most of the time I'm inebriated. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I figured you were a, 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 a Star Wars fan, and that's why. Stick like boy solo says, Star Wars Resistance is awesome. Sticks, you're literally the first person I've ever heard say that. Even my son couldn't get through two episodes. And he loves cartoons. I don't know. Moving on. Fantastic Four, Sue Storm casting is underway. Here's a leak, uh, a leaked short list. When all this Reed, Reed, Reed Richards casting is going around, Sue is also being cast. Uh, some names that have been talked about are Lillian James, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Felipe So, Jody Comer, uh, Soares. Was she the one from Suarez Ronan? Was she the one from Suarez the Ronan. one that kicked the hornet's nest? Is that the same woman? I have no idea. And Vanessa Kirby. Uh, so it goes in the... I've added the photos of each actress. It goes in the list as the it goes in order of the list. So you've got um, Lily James, Amanda Seyfried and Felipe. So on the first slide. Um, all right. Should we all pick on our first, on the first slide who we would pick of these three? I'm, I'm going to pick Lily James. That's my favorite from the first slide. Yeah, I agree. If I had to pick one of these three, it'd be, it'd be her. She's really good in baby driver. She is. Did you watch Pam and Tommy? My my second would be Philippa. I don't think Amanda Seyfried would be. Is she she's for this? Is she Pamela Anderson and Pam and Tommy? Uh-huh. I, yeah. I didn't know that. She's got a fake prosthetic chest on her in that show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess, uh, if I, I had to pick one of them be hurt, I I do not want Amanda Seyfried. I like Amanda Seyfried, but the girl in the middle does look like Madonna. Stick boy, you're correct. Then they, he's doing. I like um, Jody Comer. Yeah, Jody Comer from that's who I free guy. She's my favorite of all of these. I like Jody Comer a lot. 
not only is she absolutely she's absolutely she's the most pretty in, on this list if i'm if i'm just going to give my uh celebrity crushes here from this list but i think she's a great actress i think she'd do really well as uh i don't know her any, from anything other than free guy has she been in other stuff yeah she was um uh, is it called the last night uh she was great in that oh my goodness um that's the one it was um why am i blanking on the names the guy who did the gladiator why can i not think of the freaking ridley scott so it's a ridley scott movie and it's got um adam driver in it and matt damon and it's um the last, the last duel. duel not the last night the last duel and it's basically about her she's matt damon's wife and she gets raped by adam driver's character and it's about them like having a duel um to settle their differences about it she was apparently in rise of skywalker as well she was she's ray's mom but that's such a small role that she's she could be in star wars again no one would even really notice because she's barely in that but yeah and the last duel she did a fantastic job she's very in, strong female um, character the tv show killing eve yeah i haven't seen that one but she's in a lot of british television stuff the middle one is from ladybird and stuff i knew i recognized her from somewhere yeah i think my least favorite on this uh, of these lists is um vanessa kirby i like her at, like in some of the stuff i've seen her in but i think she's a horrible choice for sue storm and then amanda seafree those are my two least favorite choices i don't even know who the philippa sue sue what's her name i don't know her either so i can't make a very informed philippa decision sue. but i mean so I can't say if she'd be good or bad. Oh, she's from Hamilton. <coughs> oh, then she's bad. One, she's one of the sisters from Hamilton. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't like Hamilton, but I, that's not because of her. I just don't think it's that great. I I would argue she was the best part of it. Her song. I don't, I don't remember who she is. She's the mo- she's the mother of Hamilton's son. Does she actually, I shouldn't say actually sing, just because I'm not into like rap doesn't mean yeah, it's not she, singing. She was on the Broadway play and the Disney Plus movie. Because there's only like a couple of like real songs in that movie. Or in that I don't want to play. assume, but I'm pretty sure that the, the Disney Plus movie is the entire cast from the Broadway play. Yeah, I, it's the original cast, it is, except, yeah, yeah. For, uh, except for um, the king. He's not the original. Yeah, I'm looking at her... Um, I've seen stuff that she's in, like Tick, Tick, Boom, but she was a, a small role in that. I haven't really seen her in anything other than, than Hamilton. She sings the best song. The Max and I talked about this. The only song that I like from that whole movie, she sings it. There's one that two sisters sing. Is she one of the sisters? Yes. Okay, she's... then yeah, I like that song. I like that yeah. one a lot. The, the two that sisters, and the King the... song. Those are the two songs I like. Yeah. From that. Who's the girl on the right? Your mom. She's Philippa from Sue? Hamilton. Hamilton. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. I thought that was a girl that dated Justin Bieber. Oh, no, Selena Gomez? <laughs> yeah. No. no. That's not Selena Gomez. Oh, stumbling. Jim. But if you met her in person, I bet you would say, hey, I got a picture of Selena Gomez and then show it on the podcast. <laughs> no, he'd say, I got a picture of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> no, he'd say, say, I got a picture of Will- He'd say, I got a picture of William Dafoe. <laughs> It's Salima Gomez, was, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say Selena Gomez. Yeah. yeah. Did you say saliva Gomez? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Salima, I don't know. I, I last, thought that was her. Last story of geek news. Red Hulk will finally premiere rumored in the MCU by the way of the upcoming Captain America 4, aka Captain America New World Order. The only question is exactly who is this version of the character? 
and who will play them as the actor who's played Thunderbolt Ross has passed away. William Hurt. So either they're going to recast Thunderbolt Ross or hey. it's going to be a new um I think it'll be a new character. character. That'll be and surprisingly enough, like it's interesting that they're going to do it in Captain America 4 from the rumor where you would think it would be they kind of hinted towards it um in this episode of She-Hulk that we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I'd love to yeah, I'd love to hear what you're talking about. Oh, sure. oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the very know. end of the episode. Yeah, I still have no idea what you're talking about. You'll you'll figure it out. We'll get into okay. it. But that's exciting. Red Hulk. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it, but I don't think they're gonna recast. I, I think Marvel is is learning you don't recast when the actor died. You know. Uh I gotta uh, I gotta show this off real quick. Stick boy, stick boy's hard at work. Is he hard at work sending you dick pics? Matt, you're multitasking here. We have uh, a new segment from Stick Boy here. It looks like if I can share my screen, Screen Crushers with Max. (laughs) (laughs) What is that next to his head? It looked like a football uh, hitting him. That's my new Vader art. Oh, it's in your thing. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought it was a football beat. That's what I thought it was doing. That was like a football hitting you. It's funny because I thought for a second, I'm like, oh, do I have a zoom background on? Because the I I never have issues at work when I use a zoom background until I got this freaking thing. If I move my head to either side of it, it'll pop up in my zoom background now. Didn't have an issue before. So for yeah, a second I, I was like, what was that? It's mono. It like it's a solid color, so it's zoom is recognizing it. Like that's how it works. Like your wall and your door and everything, and then that is so much of just one color. Yeah, that it's throwing <laughs> zoom off. I could do a Hartman. Max's crushes segment. That would be fun. <laughs> it's a Hartman says it's a segment where we watch recorded webcam footage of him on his laptop. Not rated. Oh boy. You know, you know, you know how bored you'd be. I'd just be sitting here playing video games, and you just literally have a video of my face. Just like speaking of video games, great transition, Max. Let's get into some gaming news. I've got to be warned when that's coming. I got to take my headphones off or something, dude. And gaming news, a major leak of the Assassin's Creed franchise appears to have revealed the title for the upcoming game along with fresh details and its release date. According to the leak, the next game will be titled Assassin's Creed Mirage and released sometime in spring of 2023. The title reportedly takes the series back to basics with no leveling system, no dialogue or gender choices. Though unconfirmed, it appears Mirage is the new name of the previously titled Assassin's Creed Rift. Based on rumors, the game will be set in Baghdad. Assassin's Creed Mirage reportedly takes place between uh, 860 and 870 EC during the anarchy at Samara, which saw immense internal instability in the... I can't see that. It's so small. Obsidian. Abbasid Caliphate. Thank thank you. Good. I'm glad you could see that. With the violent succession of, of four K 
Can't Caliphs. see that either. Caliphs. Caliphs that become puppets for several rival military groups. The game will follow Basim, first introduced in the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, as he has grown up as a thief in Baghdad before joining the Assassins. Yeah, I was uh, assuming this was going to be Basim's game because they've been rumoring that they were going to do one for him. And I'm, I like this idea. If they're going to like g- give us back like traditional Assassin's Creed, I like the new ones like Origins and Valhalla. I think are really good. I think the combat's a lot of fun. I like the RPG elements of it. I I really like the new direction of Assassin's Creed, but I also love the old style. So I'm kind of excited about the idea of going back to form and. Uh, I, I think it'll still be modernized combat. I don't think you're going to be getting like Assassin's Creed three style combat or anything like uh, that. Mashing that type stuff. Um, well, that's what the the current combat is is kind of button mashy, with like you know parrying and and dodging and stuff and special moves. But like I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're going to get something a bit better than what you got in the old Assassin's Creed games, but not quite the same as what you get in the the new ones. And I think it's going to be more stealth based. And I'm, I, I like that. Like, I want to do assassins missions and be an assassin. Like, that's what I miss. As good as Valhalla was, you're not an assassin. Like, you're literally not part of the creed ever in the game. And that is a kind of a bummer to me, even though yeah. that, that game is great overall. I haven't beaten, I'm, well, I can't say that because I did beat Black Flag, but like, I really haven't beaten an Assassin's Creed game since the Ezio story arcs. So. Oh, dude, Ezio is the best. So. The combat is dated. It's not as fun to play as it used to be, but his character is gold, man. Yeah, love Ezio. But he's a, he's Italian. I knew I liked Italians, man. <laughs> Started playing that game before I even met Lance. Yeah. Uh, I loved Valhalla, but I, I, it was too long, dude. It's it's long. I probably put 120 hours into that game. Yeah, because I played all the DLC and it. stuff. Although they released the DLC in March, I'm gonna have to look out for that. When uh, Black Friday rolls around, if that's on sale for like 10 to 15 bucks, I'm going to have to pick that up. I actually just deleted Valhalla from my Xbox because I haven't touched it in forever. I did. I, you know, I might have deleted it from my PC. I've had it downloaded since I got it. But I think because I've like done everything, I've done all the DLCs and I don't want to buy the new one yet. And I had it's probably taken up 100 gigs of space on my PC. So, hey, uh, Jedi. I see you're typing a comment. Just to say the comment out loud. We want to hear from you. <laughs> I was just no. typing. I thought we were going to review the top Pornhub videos this week. <laughs> uh, that's literally what I have typed on my screen right now. <laughs> oh, man. Moving on. Microsoft CEO Phil Spencer confirms the Activision <laughs> Blizzard game library, which includes Call of Duty and Diablo will be available via Game Pass. My mind is blown. I cannot believe that a studio that they bought <laughs> is going to have its games on Game Pass. That is <laughs> that is crazy. Who could have seen this coming? I well, find it and... funny that Candy Crush got its own little slide there. Right. Because <laughs> Candy Crush is like probably their most profitable game on that list. Mobile, mobile games though, right? Isn't Candy it's Crush a, It's a mobile, mobile game. Yeah, but Game Pass is console. Yeah, Candy Crush isn't going to be on Game Pass, but it's just like it's part of the image when they talk about the acquisition because now Microsoft. Is oh, the, this Crush. image has nothing to do with Game Pass. No, it's just like this is their mergers and acquisition picture. I, I was yeah. confused. I was yeah. confused. 
I don't know, Matt. Did yeah. you think that they wouldn't be on Game Pass? Were you going to say something? No, like that? no, no, no. But I think it's a big. Um, if like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two comes out in October and Overwatch Two come out day one Game Pass, I think that's a game changer for sure. Oh yeah. In Xbox's favor, like if yeah. if Xbox fans get that on Game Pass as to where PlayStation fans have to pay for it, like full price, that's that's definitely a game changer. It's a huge deal. It'll push console sales. Like. People are gonna be like, you know what? Especially, especially the ones that do nothing but play Call of Duty. But like, it's not even it, console sales; it's, it's PC as well. Because Game Pass is, you know, you can get Game Pass on your phone. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Game Pass on your PC. I, I was just thinking, like, if you're more of a, a casual gamer who just likes to play the new Call of Duty and the new Madden every year or something like that. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, there's a lot of gamers like that, and that's fine. Maybe all they play is FIFA and Call of Duty, and you know, the new, you know. Um, car game that comes out forza or gran turismo you know whatever you know what i mean there's gamers like that and if if you're like well i could just pay you know because maybe they only care to play call of duty for two months like you know i could just you know for 30 bucks get a subscription every year on xbox and play call of duty that way you know yeah. like it might it might convince them to say screw it i'm just gonna get the xbox instead it, it might push pc sales in fact i know it will i was just kind of thinking of that market of people who are more casual and they're looking for a place i'm thinking i'm thinking that this as well as xboxes are a hell of a lot easier to find in the market like yeah. both of those things combined would probably push xbox sales in my opinion well yeah the s the xbox the digital ones yeah the series is, s is a lot easier to find it's the one that nobody really wants they want the the big terabyte um yeah the big boy yeah yeah, but even that one's easier to find than the PS5. Although I did see a guy walking around Best Buy the other day with two PS5s in his hands. Just what? To check out. There's a man in this group that just got a PS5. Oh yeah, stumbling. He joined the you? rest of the everyone else in this fucking group that got one. But nice. I was playing I my PS5 earlier today. I got I got the Last of Us uh, remake. I'm a sucker and paid for that game again. Did you Did you pay market like? at yes, a store or did you pay, no not you stumbling for oh, his PS5. did you pay overpay for it or did you buy it from like a store at regular price? Nah, i bought it directly from playstation i finally got an invitation and was able to get in line like two weeks ago and so i was able to score one at msrp but i still haven't played it yet because i'm traveling for work the digital one or the disc one disc oh yeah good man yeah. Yep. That it it was I the uh, gamer, but you got to get the disc drive, man. You got the Horizon okay. Zero, uh, the Horizon Forbidden West bundle. Nice. Yeah. They don't. The console looks Good identical, game. right? They didn't do anything special to the console. It just comes with Horizon. I'm I haven't even opened it. I, I I assume so. Yes, it's just the console. Because PlayStation was doing like those custom, like they had a Spider-Man one come out. I haven't seen them do that with this one really. Like all yeah. different skins and stuff, they were doing. Like, I think it's because the PS5. It's so hard. Like they're selling out of them as soon as they make them, and the the shortages and stuff. That yeah, they don't need to do that. Yeah, like <laughs> hasn't it been out for two years? Almost two years now. Yeah. Maybe two years this holiday. Yeah, I've never seen the backlog this bad. Like it. Well, I mean, when a of... new console comes out, it happens. You know that they'll be in back order, but this is bad. It's graphics charge shortage. Yeah, the chip shortage, yeah. And, you know, I the COVID excuse is has become a cop-out excuse at times, but it's a legit one. They're still recovering from that, I think. Well, it's affecting But it's cars, way, it's way better now. Like, yeah. 
like so like the 3090 for instance that's like a 14 1500 graphics card it's currently the best graphics card you can get well i think there's a 3090 ti now but anyway it's like one of the best ones out there that's what i have right no you have a 3080 but they used to go for like 1500 now you can get them i think for like 12,000 just so really expensive for nothing but your graphics card but they're going down in price they're becoming more available but now the the 4000 series gpus are going to come out and it's just going to be like you know those are going to be so hard to find and now i really want a new gpu so Our i can play turtles on august this, 30th yeah it already came out the cowabunga <laughs> collection hit stores this week I I bought it and I'm disappointed. Are you? Yeah. Why? Um. So I don't know how the other versions are, but I bought it on the Switch because I, you know, was like most of these games came. Seems like on a great Nintendo place to buy product. It. Yeah. Huh? That seems like a great place to buy it. Yeah. Most well, of these games come under Nintendo they're, products. They're they're um, original Nintendo and Super NES games. Like mm-hmm. the Switch can and, handle it. In Game well, Boy, and... one of them was only released on Sega Genesis. Okay, well, and um, point is they're old. So yeah. I loaded it up, tried to play the original NES Turtles game. It is very laggy and glitchy. Same with I tried to play Turtles in Time, very laggy and glitchy. Really? I wonder if it's better if you're on on a beefier system. They have um, online play. It's very hard to like, so you can play Turtles in Time with other players. Uh, similar to what you can do with Shredder, Shredder's Revenge, it is almost impossible to connect to other players. Man, that sucks. Because like, this is the kind of game I don't have a Switch, but if I did, this is the kind of game I'd want to get on there. Because I'm not the kind of guy that's going to spend a lot of my time playing this at my house as much. Like, I'd play it a little bit, but like Shredder's Revenge, I've only played maybe three hours total, if that. Maybe it's only been an hour and a half, honestly. But, like, if I were to go on vacation, I would love to play this. Like, I'm at an Airbnb after doing everything, you know, going to the beach or whatever on vacation. Or I'm on a business trip or whatever, and I'm just chilling in the hotel room and, like, playing this. Like, that's... The Switch makes so much sense. So it kind of sucks for you that it's not a... Yeah, I'm hoping that maybe it it gets, you know, the bugs worked out and updates and things like that. But, yeah, like, it was very, very glitchy trying to play the original... NES Turtles. Um, is this going to be available on Game Pass? Uh, not that I've not, heard. No, not right now. Not yet. Because Shredder's Revenge was right. Yeah, yeah. Shredder's yeah. Revenge is on there. This might come eventually, but it wasn't a release date for Game Pass. But it's only forty bucks if you want to get it. It's available on all consoles. I just went with the Switch because I don't play anything else on my Switch other than like Pokemon. So I was like, ah. Uh, this is a fun game that if I ever take my Switch somewhere, I can just play it. Or you know, you want that? Nost- yeah. I want that nostalgia of playing the original NES Turtles on a Nintendo system, and it's just super glitchy. Yeah, forty bucks. It's forty bucks, but you get like every Turtles game made except for Shredder's Revenge. So. Yeah, it even gives you like. Doesn't it have Hyperstone Heist and Turtles mm-hmm. in Time? Yep. Yeah, and those were like Hyperstone Heist was the Sega exclusive, I'm pretty sure. And you get um they they came out uh at the same time, I think, concurrently. I think if I remember correctly, I mean it's decades ago. But I thought Sega was the Hyperstone Heist was their version of of Turtles in Time and so, Nintendo had their I don't remember. 
So they even I'm have skimming. Like the, they even have like the classic nin, uh, Turtles arcade game on here. So, what were you gonna say, Max? I was gonna say I'm just skimming IGN's review to see like you know what maybe that has been said about it. On they have a section called the online experience here online. Another sour note is the online experience. It's mostly abysmal. <laughs> so yeah. uh, clearly, you're not the only one to say that. Is and then that they talk about input. Like, they don't say. Uh, it might say on here where what it was reviewed on. I can't. So reviewed, you get... no, they reviewed it on Xbox Series X, PS5, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Mm. So in general, the online experience is bad. They said the input latency isn't great and it needs work. So it looks like it's not just Switch. It's just I guess it's an issue they're saying with like lots of retro ports that the mm. input latency is bad yeah because you get so you get the original turtles arcade game you get teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time you get ninja turtles uh uh what else you get the ninja turtles tournament fighters you get teenage mutant the hyperstone heist you get um the original nes turtles um the arcade game Manhattan Project, Maybe the Manhattan Game Boy Project. Game Boy version, full of the foot, uh, fall of the Foot Clan, back from the sewers, uh, Radical Rescue, all the like Game Boy ones. So yeah, you get a bunch of games up here. So it was, I mean, in the price point, I didn't have a big problem with it. Um, it's just like I said, it's it's laggy, it's glitchy, it's not what I was hoping for as far as like being able to enjoy so all those turtles. The games. Shredder's Revenge run a lot better then. Shredder's Revenge runs amazing, but I played on PC. I played it on PC. So. Yeah, but I, I imagine Shredder's Revenge also runs well on Switch because Probably. it was built. It's, it's a new game built yeah. to seem like an old game. When I think the issue with these is these are old games that they're just trying the to ports. like port and yeah. it's just, it just doesn't, doesn't translate as well. Hopefully as they go along and update the ports, it'll, it'll get better, but hopefully i was i was a little disappointed that's too bad Cowboy bucks that's a lot uh games though so i might have to grab that on pc because i did get shredder's revenge after i saw matt you guys were streaming that for a while and that's the reason that i picked it up and i thought that was a great game i haven't got too far into it but i love shredder's revenge it's a blast man it's a blast It's, it's just like how they were back in the day man like i feel just nicer a little nicer looking but still in that yeah. retro style Yep, absolutely. But love it, man. Love that game. All right, well, let's get into uh, viewing some uh, TV shows. Watch your ears, Lance. All right, let's talk She-Hulk. We have no ish here tonight, so we can't get a synopsis. So, Lance, why don't you go ahead and break down She-Hulk for us? Uh, essentially, this episode uh, takes off from where the last one ended. Uh, As it usually does. Yeah, like directly from don't the last one. Don't assume that it does. It, honestly, it should have probably just been one episode last week's in this one. <laughs> But uh, it literally like they broke for a commercial break. Um, so she has to um, uh, defend what? What's the guy? Um, what's his name? Abomination. What's the guy's real name? 
Emil. Yeah, I think so. Um, Emil yeah. Blonsky. Yes. Yeah. She has to defend Emil Blonsky. He's looking for parole. Uh, nobody wants him on parole. She wants him on parole. Hulk wants him on parole. That's essentially it. And then he, and then uh, what's his face makes it. Wong. I shouldn't do this, dude. I'm not good. Wong at this makes shit. a makes a cameo. Yeah, Wong makes an appearance. Megan the Stallion's in it for whatever reason. There's twerking involved, and it's yeah, I don't know. There's not really much to say about this episode. <laughs> I totally she, forgot about the twerking scene. Yeah, she's defending Emil Blonsky. He wants parole. He has seven, you know, soulmates or something. I don't know. The wrecking crew makes an appearance. The wreck, yep. And is that who that part, is? Yes, yeah. that's who that is. And that's the part where I'm saying that I'm surprised they don't use that for Red Hulk because the guy st- the guy stabs her and tries to get some of her blood. And she when she hulks out, he can't do it. And he radios back to his boss that she, he was unable to get the blood once he she hulked out because he couldn't penetrate her skin. So I don't know much about the Wrecking Crew, but I saw one comic fan really mad because they're like, the Wrecking Crew is cool, and you made them look so weak. And so some people are hoping that that's not the real Wrecking Crew and that it's just some random guys that got the same weapons that the real Wrecking Crew will eventually use. Do you have any thoughts on that, Matt? Do you care? I don't. The Wrecking Crew is so minuscule to me. I don't care. Like I've I've accepted that there's going to be some, you know, differences between... The comic books and um the shows now so i'm just kind of like whatever don't don't touch that just one. wait for a cycle stop mode. <laughs> i mean it's not a bad thought if you're just trying That's to get blood disgusting it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a viable strategy though <laughs> it is but the other, I can't think of the name, but the the male attorney that she used to work with at the DA's office is suing a um, as guardian shapeshifter elf for uh, basically making him think that she was Megan the Stallion and that he was in a relationship with her and he spent an absolute buttload of money on her and so he's suing her for damages. Um, I thought that was kind of fun. When he's asking, when he's asking him the number amount, he's like, oh, "I'm going to say a number," and you say yes or no. He gets to two hundred. He's like, "What do you think? I'm an idiot." Yeah, one hundred and eighty, one hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah. But and then it's funny when she and impersonates the judge, and I don't know. I didn't mind the twerking thing. Like it was, it was it's whatever. Dumb. I thought, I it, thought it looked awful. Yeah, it, it looked, looked awful, but terrible. That's but honestly for really the thumbnail. She did it. For the thumbnail, I was looking for that image of her twerking, and everything I found just looks like I looked up high res images of that. Like everything I found was looked awful, so I decided not to use it. Which is the reason it's not on our thumbnail. Like nothing looked good. I heard, I heard someone make a joke. They're like, so they were willing to shell out money to get Megan the Stallion to cameo, but they couldn't give any more money to the CGI people to make this look right. better. <laughs> But um, but I don't know. There's only we we also found out that there's only one man that can handle a twerking, twerking She-Hulk. I'll show you who it is right now. The only one <laughs> man can handle that. There's your Pornhub video stumbling. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even have to pay for premium. <laughs> um. Yeah. 
the episode just seemed really pointless. Okay, this is something I asked Max when we were at the movies earlier. She heads the superhero law division. Then she signs Megan the Stallion to a contract to be her representation. So is Megan the Stallion a superhero or supervillain or whatever? She is a superstar. I just, the whole episode just, I didn't hate it. It just, I could have not had it. Does that make sense? Like if they never made this episode, I wouldn't have known the difference. Like if they hadn't made this show, you wouldn't have known the difference. Well, I mean, I like the show. The first two episodes I liked, but this episode, like half the episode just could have been included in last week. You know, and then the other half yeah. of this could have been just cut out. I, I liked the first two episodes just fine. Like, it's a silly little comedy. I think my yeah. favorite episode, honestly, has been the, the first one. That was probably my favorite so far. But this one was kind of... Like, the first ten minutes, I was like, this is awful. Like, there was some humor in it that I'm like, this is just, like, cringy bad. But then it got a little bit better. Um, This episode? I, yeah, yeah. I like... like I Because I, Ish had come into the chat like the day of the release and was like the episode today was awful or something like that and i was about eight minutes in at that point and i replied in, in our like chat saying yeah this is bad this is cringeworthy and matt was saying he liked it and i'm like well let me keep watching and it got better after that but for some reason there was there was a couple of jokes in the first like eight minutes of the episode that i was just like this is awful it was just and i don't remember specifically what they were it's not like they were that bad that i'm like I'm giving point to him, but I mean, personally, I'm liking the show, but I'm taking it at face value and what it is. I'm not, I don't have any expectations. Like watching it, going into it, my expectations were very, very low. Um, I'm actually having fun with the the change of tone in the MCU with it. And I'm liking it more than I thought I would. And I, I liked the, I liked the new episode even for what it was. I thought the twerking thing was funny, but I think that, you know, Jennifer Walters is dummy thick and, you know, she can. What did you just say? She's dummy thick, bro. What does that I don't mean? Know what that means? Come on, Stumble, Jen. Stumbling, Jen you see this for us, dude. I I was gonna go to uh, Google Urban Dictionary. Dummy. Yeah, you, yeah. You don't know what dummy thick is either. No, sir. Oh my god! All right, never mind. She's yeah, thick, bro. She's thick. No, she got... no cap. No, bro. but why? I understand what thick is. What is dummy thick? It means that she's she's got it going on. Just go, okay. just go. I'm not gonna just go to Urban Dictionary, dude. No, I this happened has got it going on. This this happens at least once a day. Somebody says something. The fuck did you just say? Like it's because we're new. getting old, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Like last year, thought was explained to me. I said that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my what life. What is that? Tell me. It's literally thought means that hoe over there. Yep. It's Wait, what? What stupid. is the context that people use this in? Look at that thought or. So dummy thick basically just means that someone is exceptionally voluptuous. Yeah, we used to just call that thick or voluptuous. I don't think we call (laughs) it thick. Thick's a new thing, man. I'm pretty sure that's a Gen Z thing that we've adopted. We we said that in high school. I don't remember. I I my friends and I did. (laughs) Yeah, I say juicy. Juicy. Yeah, juicy. I remember juicy. That was I remember curvy. Yeah, it, it's just like instead of just saying thick, it's like when they're really, really thick. So it's not like they just got a big booty. They got a fucking badonkadonk, a big booty. 
she yeah, dummy big. Yeah, so exactly. dummy dummy kind of dummy kind of replaces like we used to say that stupid yes like like anything was oh anything yeah, that was stupid over hot. The, yeah stupid yeah. hot or whatever yeah yeah so dummy just kind of replaces that <laughs> so that's yeah. that's the funny thing right um if you look at like the millennial generation what we grew up with we were big fans of saying like a negative word and it being a good thing like oh dude that that movie was bad man like i don't know it's just like our thing it's funny to see how the trends change but i guess dummy thick is a similar idea dummies like have you ever seen that episode of uh futurama where zap brannigan and and fry are stuck on the planet of all women they're used just as sex slaves yeah snoo snoo i would totally let her break my pelvis with snoo snoo (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) i'm disappointed in well i'm i'm just more disappointed in stumbling jedi for not knowing that than i am Lance and Max and their sheltered lives. I don't live a sheltered life. <laughs> I did. I don't. I've never watched Futurama. Max, I don't know, I don't know yeah. what half of the words in this segment mean. I'm just. I'm just amazed that Matt was able to recall something like that episode from Futurama. Snoo snoo. I couldn't. You couldn't have paid me a hundred bucks to to recall that. I can, dude. Fuck yeah. I love that show. Yeah, stupid thick. I would have made would have it's made just, sense it's to essentially me. the same thing dumb yeah. thick stupid thick it's just not nice to call people stupid nor is it nice but to dumb, call people a dummy <laughs> <Dummy's okay. laughs> that's that's how the political correctness has uh, changed stupid don't do don't do that dummy that's all right yeah, dummy thick <laughs> dummy thick that will get added to the vocabulary now so i am gonna have you're to welcome i'm gonna say something tomorrow and see if they get it I'm a, I'm gonna start telling people like I'm gonna use it all over the place, man. Yeah, I think that's dummy we, cool, man. I think once we start using it, the people that are actually cool, you know, <laughs> they, they won't use it. it. That's yeah, the yeah. point. You gotta use it to where they just cringe at you. It's like, dude, I just saw this movie and <laughs> it was dummy sick. The one dummy sick. The one that I hear most often that makes me want to throw a shoe at somebody's <laughs> that face. ass is bipolar. <laughs> what the. F- the one the one that i hear most often that literally wants to make me like throw a shoe at somebody's face is when they go oh yeah bet bet i don't know what that means either <laughs> yeah means like like all right yeah. like i'm in like, yeah like, I'm you in. Got they're it. like oh yeah, yeah. Bet. bet bet bro i like you I bet. bet yeah it's basically you bet but they go all right bet bet i hear it on tiktok all the fucking time and i literally want to throw my phone every time i hear it. it's the whatever what's the, i know there's the there's a one? lot of things that i see that i'm like that's stupid there's a few gen z slangs that are good like they got you know no cap's kind of cool i think no cap is is all right what's that one just like it means like no joke it's basically what it means like if you're no saying cap? Like, like yeah and not... i'm probably i'm probably using it wrong to be perfectly like honest like, but like the I'm... idea is like yo i saw these two guys fighting at the mall the other day and they, their noses were draining like crazy no cap like i don't know stuff like that i'm no i if there's any gen z you're listening to the show they're probably just like dude this old man yeah. is saying it so wrong it's mean like there's no there's no lying it's not it's not a lie like no cat means yeah no, that's what i say no, no joke lie. like no lie it's like yeah. it's just a it's a 
sillier way to use it. But I'm just saying they probably don't use it the exact way I just so did in that example. Lance, your homework for this week is to go scour Urban Dictionary and learn, learn some new terms. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the top. 50 Gen Z slang words, and I know most of these. Uh, Aaron said boomer. Yep, call me a boomer. Yeah, some of these are cool, like glow up. I like, I <laughs> Rule like number one up. if you're over 35, get off TikTok. Hey, I'm still good then. I've got, yeah, a see, left. I know all these. I know, like, let me, okay, let, let me break down and see if, what you guys know. Fam. That's an easy one. Family. Yeah. Glow up. What is it? Glow okay. up. Yeah, gl a glow up. I like that one. Yeah. Meaning I don't that know you, glow up is. That you've aged well. Yeah. That's just like a makeover. Like, no, like glow no. Up. No, not a makeover. It means yeah. you've aged well. It means no. you were an ugly duck. I, yes. I am on parade.com. It literally says this means a makeover or transformation from bad to good. It's not necessarily well, the way they use thing. it on TikTok is they're showing old pictures of them as a child with pictures of them now. That's how they use it on TikTok. That is one way to use it. It's it's listen to me as the resident under Dude, 35 year old. Okay. Listen, I glow up cool. is a play on grow up. Glow up <laughs> is literally a play on grow up. You're not wrong. Let's move on. CEO, which that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture. We all know that one. Yeah. yeah, I don't feel like that's a Gen Z thing. Stan. Yeah, I don't know that one. Means you're a Maybe, yeah, you're stalker obsessed. fan. Stalker, yeah, but fan. not in a creepy way. Yeah. Uh, e boy or e girl. Yeah, it's just like emo. Yeah, it's but for the internet culture. Uh, w. Mm. We all know that one. Dank. Yeah, I like yeah, dank. Dank means good or excellent or high high quality. Ghosting. That yeah, well, we know that one. That one. Yeah, you just stop replying. Yeah. Salty. Salt, salty, yeah, big yikes. Bougie. Yeah. I hate bougie. I think that's stupid. Bougie. I use that against bougie. my... Uh, finna. Against finna my is the day. dumbest fucking one I out hate there. finna. I'm a, I'm, a fin, I'm a finna... I'm gonna finna have dinner. Or, yeah. Finna have dinner. That's stupid. I yeah. hate it. So here's that cap one you were cap saying. that ass. High key. Okay, I that's the one I was trying to think of. I hate low key and the way it's used. Low key, high key. Like I didn't like the first time I saw someone use it. I'm like, what are you saying right now? And they you've never heard low key. I hadn't heard it until a couple years ago, and then I was like, that's oh, we used to say that when I was in high school. Low key. Well, it's a stupid phrase. Say I low key want to do this. Like I really want to do this is basically what that means. Like that doesn't make no any low sense. key. Low key means you don't want any like. High key means you want people to know you're doing it. Low but key people use low up. key that way. That's what I'm saying. If you want to, like when we were growing up, I would say, hey, we got to keep this thing low key. That makes sense. You're keeping the party low key. You're not telling people about it. But like I see people nowadays use it as I low key want to do this thing. Like I really want to do this. It's yeah. stupid. That's not. No, that's... no, that you're reading that wrong because I not. say that. I Yes, you are. When you say I low key want to do this, it means almost like you are bash you are ashamed that you really want to do this does that yeah. make sense yeah that's what low-key means you're reading it wrong you're you're admitting like a guilty pleasure a guilty, a guilty pleasure, pleasure when you say something's low-key like when yeah, you're I like got a lo i low-key want to click this link yes it's a guilty pleasure or you yeah. i low-key low i low-key watch the bachelorette yes yeah, that's that's <laughs> stupid 
I that is, a, hor- that is a dummy way. Okay, I'm sorry. Stupid is offensive now. That is a dummy way to use that phrase, okay? That's dummy. Oh. High key High key is exactly what you just described, Max. High key, which is on the Regardless, list. it's a stupid way to use that terminology. I don't Keep think the so. party low key. Keep this thing on the down low. Like, that's fine. <laughs> but using it this other way is dumb. Well, it must have been because you didn't even get it. Stupid. <laughs> and you have stem. I got it fine. Struggling <laughs> Jedi. Stumbling Jedi. Struggling Jedi. Simp. Simp. I low-key is... want to eat an entire cake is the example they use on Urban Dictionary. That's a stupid way to no, use No, it that. means that you shouldn't be eating a whole cake, but you want to. Yeah, you're ashamed that you want to eat the entire cake. Yeah, yeah so I think say it makes that. perfect sense. Okay, I'm a boomer yelling at a cloud at this point, and I'm okay with it. Pretty much. So a simp is essentially how Max feels towards Zack Snyder. Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, camp. My simp for that man. Camp is ironically trendy snack yeah that's easy tf mm, that's what that's what she hulk is she's a snack tfw that feeling when yeah i'm not good with acronyms every time i see tfw i'm like wait what is that one a couple of them i follow this guy this dad and daughter that like he'll go to her and be like hey what's it mean when it, uh be kind rewind and trying to have her figure out but she'll do the exact opposite to him and a couple times i've been stumped that i don't know what the hell she's talking about Woke sip tea. I didn't know this one. Sip uh, yeah, tea it's is just like spilling, spilling your secrets. Yeah, sip tea. I don't yep. even know how you Spill, would. Use or that. They, they say sip tea or we're spill looking, the tea. We're, or, we're yeah. clearly looking at the same list, and some of these I don't know. L okay. L is the opposite. Yeah. W take several. Yeah, take seats. that loss. If living somebody... rent free, I like that one. You know, living rent free in your head. That's cool. I like that one. Oh, the, the <laughs> thing. that's the one where they do this, right? <laughs> Sheesh. Isn't that the one where they do this? <laughs> this is fucking Hartman, dude. What did he do this time? <laughs> Blow her back out means sexy time hard. No back issues. It's all wordplay. Vibe, vibe check. I've heard this a lot in the NBA. Drip. Period I'm dripping. Key. Hits different, live rent free. Bet. Catch these hands. I've heard that one. Finesse. I've not heard that one. You've catch never heard of hands? catch these hands? Nah. I'm pretty Jeez. sure it's been in movies that you've seen. Yeah. You just don't recognize it. That's fair. It means it means like or you get basically these hands say, like you're about, hey, to, if they don't, you're about to start a fight. Yeah, if they don't shut the fuck up, they're about to catch okay. hands. Okay. I hope Max Bender's still listening. Have you guys ever heard about boxing someone's ears? Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna box thing. your ears, okay? Box your ears. It's used My constantly used in the Wheel that. of Time series. All right, here that go, phrase boomer. is always used in there. They've been saying that for decades. Boxing. I had never ears. heard "boxing your ears" until Wheel of Time, and the, the My author. My grandmother used, used to threaten to box my ears. Yeah, yep. I still. Yeah, I, it, I hadn't heard it before. It's kind of viewed as physical abuse now. <laughs> well, it sounds like physical abuse. Yeah, I've heard of people getting their ears bo- like boxing their ears and it, and it rupturing their eardrums. Because the pressure, like when they, yeah, it's bad. I don't know. Most of these I know, but dummy thick is not on this list. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, man. <laughs> well, I'm finna watch the next however many episodes. And ride a leather whip like a donkey. Man, Hartman's into some fetishes, dude. You light yourself on fire, ghost riding the whip. Coming up with this shit. I think he's. I don't know, man. Shit out of it, thin air. 
I don't know if Hartman's just really funny or if he like, you know, is intoxicated when he's doing this. And this is why but... I like fucking sticks. Sticks gets it. What do you do? I, I don't know if you guys are ready for this. Sticks right. gets it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All the characters in the background. <laughs> yeah, you got emo Peter Parker. You got I can't Thanos, tell behind. the Joker. I can't tell who's behind Emo Peter Parker. Yeah, who is that? And the dog. Uh, that I don't know. It's just some big big dude dancing. I don't know, dude. Look at looking at She Hulk twerking though, it looks like they like put pillows in her in her pants. She's it dummy thick, bro. She dummy yeah, thick. It, it look it doesn't look real though. She dummy thick, bro. Um I don't know. So with every like the last few Marvel TV shows that have come out, like I feel like we've said repeatedly, like it feels like they're cramming too much into like, there's not enough episodes or what? Like I, I know at least I've said it now. I feel like they're stretching it way too long with this show. Does anybody else feel like a lot of it is needless? I don't think that. I think it's just focusing it. It's a different focus. It wants you to focus more on the Lord. She's trying. I don't know. It almost feels like it's playing devil as devil's advocate with itself. Cause it's like, she wants you to focus on the, the lawyering part of it but everyone else wants you to focus on the superhero part of it so it's like it's a show struggling with itself and what what it's meant to be but i i'm here from whatever it is like i'm enjoying it for what it is i think it's gonna get better from what i've heard the fourth episode is like a highlight i liked the first two a lot this one was a pretty big downer for me i thought it was pretty pretty bad so hopefully Hopefully I like I, the next one. I feel like it could have just been included in last week's and then maybe I wouldn't have hated it so much. Pulling a home alone is when you dip out on your kids to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's called child neglect. Those parents are awful in that movie. You watch that once you turn to an adult and you're like, geez, they're awful. They treat Kevin so poorly. Yeah, they're, they're assholes to Kevin. That poor yeah, kid. Everyone in the family is. I'm like, he's like seven. Give him a break. Is he seven? He's he's young. Maybe he's eight or nine, but he's not very old. He was old enough to go to the store by himself. Yeah, and he questioned for it. (laughs) My my son is seven, Lex. He would have died within like four hours. Home alone. Let's see. My son would have died within four hours. He's eight years old. Yeah, he's eight. All right. Oh yeah, dude. He's he's an advanced eight year old because mine is not survive. Dude, Kevin with prep time could take on Batman. That's a dude, pretty impressive eight year old. Let me tell you how I love my son to pieces, but let me tell you. So we were all home. Anna Kevin was, was gone. the first Mary Sue, and I'm gonna say that, and then let me go. Anna Anna was gone. It was me watching the kids. I say, hey, I need to go take a shower. You guys like fend for yourself for like 15 minutes. He went and cooked some macaroni and cheese in the microwave like in the little cup grabbed it it was so hot that he splashed it and like burned his face this happened within 20 seconds of me turning my back on him like that i don't know man kevin McAllister was a different breed (laughs) yep but we lost stumbling and max all in one fell swoop yep because you're talking about home alone Hey, Hartman brought up Home Alone. It's all right. I feel like we lost stumbling back in 
it's Friday night in Phoenix, so it's all good. <laughs> Yo, dude. <laughs> I don't feel like Stumblin has done anything. I haven't done anything. I'm just you here to hang out. You talk all this shit to me all week. Like, man, I'm going to come on that show. I'm going to be like the Jamie. I'm going to be the life of party. I'm going to say stupid shit. You guys are going to make fun of me. It's going to be a great time. And you've done nothing but sit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I have, this is my first time on coming on but, AGP. No, no, yeah, man. Let him find his feet. You've done nothing but sit there and talk in the chat more than you talked in the show. (laughs) Oh, man. Now he's gone. (laughs) Yo, give me time, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give him time. It's like it's like they gave you shit for saying Willem Willem Defoe or William Defoe instead of Willem, and now you're just like shut down. You're like Well, dude, it's because I don't want to get made fun of. And Hartman's on a roll. He'll no, eat me out. He'll eat no, me there's alive. no cutting him slack because he talks to me all week. He talks all this mad shit about how he's going to be like, dude, I got personality. Loki, I got personality. Like, I don't know quite as much oh, as you guys about this shit. But, Max but I got personality shit. and I'm going to rock this shit. And it's just like, all right, dude, let's yeah, see I mean, it. I mean, I'll, I'll, figure, I'll figure out my footing. I don't know where I fit in yet. <laughs> what I miss. Yeah. Oh, Oh, again? <laughs> Stick, no, Boy says, right? <laughs> Stick Boy says, call him mumbling Jedi now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and then you got Zaggy wanting to know, he's saying Hartman always talks, but can he kiss? <laughs> that should be a podcast episode. Makeout sesh with next, next week and Zaggy. He's going to read haikus, apparently. <laughs> I gotta see if mumbling Jedi is taken on Instagram. That's a good one. I still gotta get you your logo, dude, that you asked me for. Please do, man. Please. Yeah, I was working on it, and then I had to work on something else, and it kind of dropped off. So I gotta get back on it. Put me on your client list. <laughs> we need to talk about the giveaway for finally getting to 500 subs because I owe somebody a 9.8 slab and some other good Holy stuff. Holy shit, he talks. <laughs> Fuck that's you, what man. we got yeah you're a g- yeah yeah you're 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 a dick dude hey I, I gotta be honest with you i'm low-key listening to the people in the room next to me have sex so leave me alone turn your mic up loud and put it against the wall let's let's hear some of that action <laughs> that'll get us a thousand subscribers right now go bang on the wall and be like she done me thick bro and see what <laughs> and see what happens no, hold, hold on i'm gonna hit him i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so dope if he was like oh no all over the wall it's crazy uh, it, i thought i might have heard a mating call but i didn't <laughs> no no but how do you want to do the let's do this sub giveaway tonight let's get it done i don't know if we'll give it away tonight give people that are on spotify a chance to win too but what do you want to do? Like and repost, comment in this video. Hartman's probably going to win because he blows it up. <laughs> How do you want to do it? I don't know. You think about it. You let us know. Oh, no. Come on. I think if, if somebody just like comments down below, maybe likes and shares this episode on like their Facebook or Instagram. So no one, no one, it's not going to, no one's going to win it then. <laughs> you might as well just keep that book at this point. Nah, man, we're going to have to give it away. Yeah, we have we have the most loyal. What the hell? We have the most loyal listeners out of any podcast I've ever seen, but no one shares our shit. (laughs) 
I mean, we'll give Stumbling some credit here. He buys the merch and walks around. I'd I'd call that sharing. Yeah, Stumbling. Stumbling. Yeah, Stumbling is a is a cheerleader. He's a real one. Maybe they're yeah, just worried. Like, if you buy one shirt from us, we're gonna make you a permanent member on the podcast. Because <laughs> maybe maybe Ish, they just Ish is on there. Then then Stumbling's joint. <laughs> just they just low key want to buy a shirt. That's all. They high key. So uh, tell us about your buying experience with the Absolute Geek Store. <laughs> Hartman says I go door to door, but it's wearing thin. <laughs> Stick Boy shares. Stick Boy does share every week. That's true. So there you go. Stick Boy's gonna win. <laughs> I, I think uh, we can make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. It's a uh, what we what what is something is killing the children? Local comic book uh, issue number one. Nine point eight CGC. So we gotta just figure out how to, how to give it away. I'll throw in some other stuff too, and maybe I'll order a, a AGP hoodie if the person just sends me their size and is patient with me through the uh, shipping process for oh, that'd be awesome. the hoodie. Yeah. So what I you got to do is you got to put on a white dress shirt with black dress pants, black dress shoes, black dress tie, and a name bicycle. Plate. And how a is name that different than a regular tie? Tag. How's a dress tie different than a regular Sorry, tie? Sorry, just a black tie. <laughs> so are you wanting me to like get dressed up in my old missionary gear? I think exactly, I got yes. still. Yep. With a bike helmet. With a bike helmet. <laughs> and then ride door to door. Ride door to door. And say, have you heard the word of our Lord and Savior, Absolute Geek Podcast? You heard the word of the bird? The yep. bird is the word. Stick just nailed it. He's like, I'll just send you my address and I win. <laughs> But, oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to let Max, I'm going to give Max the floor to talk a little bit about Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power, to see if he can sway you to watch this show. Because I was giving him an ish, a hard time about it last night, talking about it being a dumpster fire and hot garbage. And I really only watched like 20 minutes of it and then bailed out. So I didn't really see, I, watch a lot of it. So, and that's crazy to me because that's like, I don't know. The, you're not a big Lord of the Rings fan, though, right, Matt? Like, it's not. No, I mean, I've seen the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and, and read the books, but I'm just not. Yeah. It's, I'm kind of over it. Like, it's one of those things that's kind of passed see, for me, and I'm not. See, and that's Isn't interesting it... to me because there's like so little Lord of the Rings content, really, like when you think about it compared to other pop culture. But I'm like starved for Lord of the Rings. So I've been looking forward to this show. But some of the marketing had me concerned. Um, some Some of that I think is just pundits on either side of the issue kind of being really divisive on the internet there's a lot of people that are being extremely critical of this movie and other people that are like not allowing any or not movie this tv show and other people that refuse to have any constructive criticism leveled at it um so with all that noise i was getting caught up in the middle of that but i liked some of the promotional material didn't like some of the others but overall i was excited and i'll tell you what man Star Wars is the only thing that, like, that's not the only thing. Star Wars is the thing that most consistently will get me to watch, and, like, I'll just be grinning at it. So, like, when I was watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you got the final episode, and you've got Vader and, you know, Obi-Wan facing off, I literally am, like, grinning ear to ear, just excited, ecstatic about it. And that was me in the first, like, ten minutes of Rings of Power. Like... I knew it was going to be nice looking because the trailers demonstrated that, but I wasn't prepared for 
a billion dollar TV show actually looking like they put the money into it. Cause I can't think of anything visually that I was like, wow, that looked bad. Like there's Isn't a, this there... the most expensive TV show ever created. I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure you're right on that. And it, it looks great. Like there's a, there's a, an ice troll near the beginning of the episode that I was like, Holy crap, that's TV CGI. Like, I know it's not like there's TV CGI, but usually the budget in TV shows is, is a bit lower, you know? Um, but it looked, to me, it looked better than some of the CGI in The Hobbit. And they spent a lot of money on this on CGI in those movies. Um, the landscapes that they did were absolutely incredible. Um, so, like, from a visual standpoint, it's probably some of the best-looking TV I've ever seen. Um, and that made me very happy. Dude, this I, show I, costs $465 million. Yeah, my make. understanding is they're going to put a billion dollars in it between the first two seasons. The what? first three, the first yeah. three Lord of the Rings movies, two hundred and eighty-one million. It's already well, almost doubled what the yeah. first three movies did. Yeah, yeah, as that's, far as budget, that's a lot. That's a lot of budget, and and it shows. Each so if nothing else, fifty-eight million. If nothing else, it looks nice. The costumes, I think, are great. Uh, I think the world is gorgeous. I think the music is quite good. Um, I don't think they got Howard Shore to do it like he did the movies, but, and I don't even know if they have the rights to like the Lord of the Rings music because Lord of the Rings rights are super weird. with like Tolkien's estate and stuff. So I'm not hundred percent sure even how those rights work, but I like the music in the show. Uh, the story is the only thing that like I'll, I'll kind of criticize so far just because you're making fun of the, I keep doing this. I think uh-huh. Matt's making fun of me for it. <clears throat> Um, the no, story's I'm not just moving funny at all. I'm just, oh, the story's just, just kind of moving slow. Um, a not mess. a lot has happened. Yeah, not a lot's happened. I think it's going to be a nine episode season. They've released the first two episodes. Like I'm interested and I'm invested. Um, and there's like some mystery. Like there's a a character revealed at the end of the first episode that you start learning more about in episode two, but you still don't know who they are. And I think that's kind of exciting. And I'm really curious to like learn more. Like, is this one of like the wizards, because there's some conflicting information. This whole show takes place during the second age. Um, and for so like in, in Tolkien lore, there's like three ages that are usually talked about. And I might be getting some of this wrong. If we've got a crazy Tolkien fan in here, feel free to correct me. But there's usually three ages talked about. And the third age is when like the Lord of the Rings series takes place and the Hobbit. And that takes place, I think, about 2000-ish years into that age. And in a lot of Tolkien, like in some of the original Tolkien lore, he said the wizards didn't even show up until a thousand years into the Third Age. So like a thousand years before the Lord of the Rings. So there's some lore that says that. And then there's other lore that says that some of the wizards, the blue wizards, showed up in the Second Age. And so some people are like, well, maybe this guy that uh, is mysterious could be a wizard. I'm starting to wonder if maybe he's like a villain and one of like Sauron's agents and we just don't know yet. And so it's just like, I'm interested in the story, but it's also moving slow and there's not a lot going on other than. Oh, so it's not that. much different than the movies. <laughs> sure. I've uh, there's never also... seen any Lord of the Rings, anything. I know nothing about count, this series. Count yourself oh, lucky. dude. Really? Lord of, Lord of the Rings is great. Don't count yourself lucky. Do you, do you like fantasy at all? I do, yeah, of course. Then you should watch Lord of the Rings. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But it's about as like core to the fantasy experience as you get. Like you have to experience Lord of the Rings if you enjoy fantasy. Like, what is it streaming on? Does is 
Is it stream on the movies? The I movies? think are on Prime and HBO Max right now. And there's three Lord of the Rings movies, and then there's three Hobbit movies. But I would watch Lord of the Rings. That's that's the cream of the crop. Those are the watch. Ones. So watch all three of the Lord of the Rings, and then jump into like the Hobbit. Yeah, I have to see yeah. that stuff to even understand where Rings of Power is coming from. No, or? you don't. You don't really have to see any of that to understand Rings of Power. Yeah, it'll give you context. Because Rings of Power takes place like 3,000 years before the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm almost ashamed to say that I haven't seen anything that has to do with the Lord of the Rings. It is, I, it is kind of the pinnacle of fantasy. Like, I'm not a fantasy fan, but I would say it's probably the most perfect representation of what a fantasy Yeah, is. like Beowulf is probably one of the earliest renditions of like fantasy and literature. Yeah. But Tolkien took that idea in Beowulf and just really amped it up and created what fantasy is today. Like if you read stuff like the wheel of time, the Belgariad, um, the, the Shannara series, there's a lot, you know, tons of different fantasy stuff out there. Like pretty much Aragon, all of that stuff. They all were ultimately inspired, inspired by, by Tolkien. Like, yeah, by, by Lord of the Rings. So, but even like kind of the, he's the father of fantasy him, him and CS Lewis. I'll give CS Lewis some credit there too. You know, with the Narnia stuff, it's more more child friendly, but that's you know, that's fantasy. But even like when you talk about cinematic like fantasy, like I would argue, Lord of the Rings is probably like, oh, dude, they're all the well benchmark. Received. Yeah, well, I mean, The Hobbit, not so much. No, but the that. originals, all yeah, the three original of the originals trilogy. are like, the, I would consider them all masterpiece movies. And most Lord of the Rings fans agree that they're all just like god tier movies. Wasn't the so. last one of those? nominated for some awards or something yeah like it was like the high yeah, profile like, rewards yeah yeah it won it won several too it was i think it had best music i think it won best effects um it was like one of the first movies to like actually get cgi to look good like Gollum was like one of the first times cgi looked good now if you go back and watch it now Gollum doesn't look good compared to today's cgi but he still holds up pretty well when you're talking 2002 when that movie came out, like it was, it was just impressive for the time, man. Very, so we've very got impressive. fellowship, two towers and the return of the King. Yeah. Those, those are the, are the three originals. staple movies. So yeah. I will have those watched by next Friday night. Oh I will watch, all <laughs> watch the extended editions. If you Academy, the Academy Awards is, the Oscars, right? Actually, you know what? You know what? Yes. I'm going to take that back. Stumbling, don't watch the extended editions. No, because I'm looking at those. Those are super long. The extended editions. Yes, that's all, that's why I'm saying maybe don't. Yeah, when I got shit to do. <laughs> I love them. I will only watch the extended editions now. But I think on your first watch, they're already three hour movies. The theatrical cuts are like three hours each. So just you know, start there. So all three. Don't put movies... pressure on yourself to be done by next week. <laughs> you have a life. It's okay. Dude, I'm staying three. in a hotel. Like I got, <laughs> no, I got no shit to do other than yeah. Once you're done with work, fair enough. All yeah. three Lord of the Rings movies were nominated for Best Picture, and the last one actually won Best Picture. The Return Oscar. of the King did. Yeah, the so the last movie was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Ad Adapted Screenplay, <laughs> Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Film Editing, Makeup original score, original song, sound mixing, visual effects, it won in every single category. What else nominated. came out that year? I don't know. 76 Academy Awards. 
the first one was nominated for everything except sound editing. The second one was nominated for best picture, best art direction, best film editing, best sound editing, sound mixing, and visual effects. It won sound editing and visual effects. But I mean, it the last one, I mean, winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Oscars. Yeah, it was I was gonna say nine earlier. It's eleven. Best I know they're pictures. super popular movies, but I, I don't know why I never got my wife seen them. Everybody that I know seen them. I don't know why I've avoided them. I know that the Hobbit has a pinball machine and it's a badass pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. The Hob or the Lord of the Rings Return of the King tied with Ben Hur and Titanic as the most awarded films in Oscar history. Damn. That's pretty amazing. Oh, and Mystic River. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. Yeah, Mystic okay. River. It was up against Mystic River, and that's a fantastic movie. Well, so Return of the King was up against, for Best Picture, Chicago, Gangs of New York, The Hours, and The Pianist. Where are you reading this? On theoscars.org. It says Lost in Translation, Master and Commander, Mystic River, and Seabiscuit. Wh which one are you looking at? I'm looking at Return of the King. Are you looking at like Two Towers or Fellowship? Best, no, Best Picture, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Best Picture, Lost in Translation, Master and Commander. So I don't know what the fuck we're looking Oscars. at. Oscars.org is telling me something different. Oh. All I'm saying is it went up against Gangs of New York. It was a good movie too. So wait, am I looking at the wrong year? Because now it's saying The Two Towers. Maybe I'm looking. Yeah, you got to look at the 76 Academy Awards, and it says the nominations were. I'm looking at Lost the wrong Translate, year. Master That's and Commander, right. Mystic River, and Sea Biscuit. And Mystic River, have you guys seen Mystic River? Clint Eastwood. No, oh, I have not. Dude, that movie is gut wrenching. That movie is so fucking good, and it beat that. And then Best Director, which Peter Jackson won, it was up against City of God, Lost in Translation, Master Commander, and Mystic River, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So anyway, I, regardless of what movies it was up against, it was clearly a good movie for that year. So yeah, I, but I, could see, I, I think the point Matt was trying to make was they're not like, yes, I think Mystic River is like one of the best movies I've ever seen, but it's not exactly steep competition. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, they didn't seem to be a whole lot. To yeah. Like, I'm not going to say that that list is full of like the bangers that you would usually talk about. For instance, so. best actor that year. One of them nominated for best actor was Johnny Depp pirates of the Caribbean. So it just kind of shows you that Johnny that Depp. year, <laughs> it just kind of shows you that that no. year didn't have a, a lot of, I'm not saying it wasn't deserving because I do as much as I don't like Return of the King. It was a like visually stunning movie. Fuck, that movie went on forever, dude. I'm I not know. into. I'm just I not into the fantasy. I genre, couldn't wait dude. to keep watching it. I'm just not which into movie? The, Return of the Return King. Of it's King. awesome. I'm just saying it's long. It's like a three and a half hour theatrical cut, and uh, it's great. I'm just so not good. into fantasy. That I, that's just the reason it's why I don't epic. like it. And I've, you know, I read, I read the books before watching the movies. Well, that's not true. I saw the first movie and then I read all three books before the second movie came out. And so for the, for the second two movies, I kind of, I knew the story and was able to see how well they followed it and they followed it pretty well. I mean, there's variances like any, any adaptation, but they did pretty darn good. 
Yeah, dude, all the movies that it was up against, like, I think I've seen one or two of them. Yeah. And well, anyway, Mystic River was Mystic River was one of them. Yeah, Mystic River, dude. If you guys haven't seen that movie, it's so fucking it's Sean Penn, Tim Rob Tim Robbins. Fuck, who else is in that movie? The theatrical poster is ingrained in my mind. I can see like the blue and the black of the poster in my mind. It's so when the, I hear it's, Mr. The, uh, it's the reflection of them in the water. Yeah. Yeah. I've never Tim seen Robert, it. Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne, Laura Linney, and Sean Penn. Oh, dude, such a good fucking movie. Sean Penn's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Not as good as, not as William Defoe, but he's, he's better than William Defoe. <laughs> I think that guy made my pizza last week. <laughs> William Defoe? <laughs> yeah. I think he's the delivery driver of at Domino's. So anyway, in summary, because we're we're already going pretty long for this episode, I love the first two episodes. I already rewatched the first one. I think it's stunning. I was grinning from ear to ear, almost nerd crying in enjoyment. And uh, I can't wait to see what comes next. It's not perfect. There's we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, I'm gonna say this. I'm a little I'm pretty passionate about what I'm about to say, and I'm probably gonna get some some hate comments for it. If you're mad that there's a diverse cast, get over yourself. Um, it's okay for there to be black people in the Lord of the Rings show. Okay. It's, it's, is okay. there people that are mad about that? There's a lot of people mad about it. And like, I get it. Tolkien wrote this in like the twenties or whatever, or the forties. Anyway, Tolkien wrote this about Anglo-Saxons. And so the idea was that the people were going to be white. In the 1940s, so what? pretty much everybody it's was racist. It's a freaking fantasy world. Okay. It's a fantasy world. There's a black elf in the show. Honestly, probably one of my favorite characters. Like, here's another thing I'll say. Like, I, re I remember on the show last week, you guys were talking about She-Hulk. There were some complaints about, um, like, how the show is, like, kind of, I'm not saying from you guys, but there were some comments about the show being sexist or that, like, there's a lot of po politics going into these shows lately. And I agree with that, honestly. And there were a lot of people complaining that Rings of Power is going to be the same thing, that, oh, they're just going to be making, and there's a lot of complaints about, you know, they're just going to try to make men look like they're all sexist and bad and that you know just all these different political talking points i haven't found any of that in the rings of power yet like galadriel's a badass but galadriel's always been a badass you know she's in the original movies but she's also in this she's always been great so like she's my favorite character and i don't know i'm loving the show I, if you're if you're upset about like some of the things in the show conflicting with what tolkien wrote like from like a historical and lore standpoint, that's one thing. Like you can debate that. If you're just mad that they cast a black guy to be an elf, just get over it. Like move on. That is not like an issue in my book. I don't know. That's just my opinion, especially when it's a character that like didn't exist. Like if I could see people getting more annoyed, if like Elrond was recast with like, like a different race or something when Elrond in the movies was a white guy. Like maybe that I could understand more, but what's this new character? I don't know. I'm ranting a little bit now. I'm just getting, I'm getting annoyed with some of my friends who like refuse to watch it just because of that. And I'm like, just because of that dude, give it a freaking chance. I get really annoyed when people get pissed off about people being, you know, race switched. Yeah, like, and I've said it on the show before. I'm, I'm very conservative, but some of the, like the people like that are like this are just like, they're just too much for me. It's just too much. They're extra. 
Yeah, so right stumbling here. Jedi. Stumbling Jedi came on the show as a guy who was going to talk, but at the last minute we switched him out with someone who's just going to sit there. <laughs> He's <laughs> listening. Why are you giving him so much shit, dude? <laughs> Wait, what? He came on because he thought we were going to talk about Better Call Saul, and then we decided. Yeah, I, I got clickbaited. <laughs> You're not paying attention then, because the last three weeks we've done nothing but like sitcom spoofs for She-Hulk. But She-Hulk. here's. All in the family. I'm gonna move to the next slide so that we can be done with uh, with Lord of the Rings, though. And I'm just gonna say, Better Call Saul was great. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the finale. I was. If you want to talk Better happy. Call Saul, we can do a special episode where we just talk about Better Call Saul because I could talk about that show for hours. Yeah. If we're gonna and talk about that, we have to two hours and in, in thirty minutes, so thirty five minutes. Weren't you guys gonna talk that. about it last week? But Ish it was keeps missing. Getting pushed. It keeps getting pushed. No, Max was missing. I, we were going to talk about it. And I said, well, we really should talk about it when Max is on because because uh, I know Max saw it. And then I don't know. I think I'm in the minority when I say I didn't much care for it. I think you are. It was a minority. slow it was a slow burn, but it's mm-hmm. it's written well, I think. But we won't my, have to talk about it. My writing's only, well. It's just not what I envisioned for my only Saul's. complaint was the black and white crap. That's it. Otherwise, I love right. the story. I just didn't like it being black and white. I'm like once we've picked up that we're now I, in the new timeline, let's just add some color back in. I liked it because it took the typical black and white trope and flipped it as showing you something in the future rather than something in the past. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty inventive. I just his his end, I guess you could say, like the end of Saul, is just not what i had envisioned like it's better i, I don't know he dude he came full circle like he i went know from, you we've talked about this before it, and it, it, i don't know came full circle dude and i love the fact that walter <laughs> Your son white, wants a soda lance <laughs> walter white went to yeah i'm just here because i want a soda that's my kid um, that's i know saying. it is i know it is <laughs> um you know, walter white went down Breaking Bad all the way to the end, like he was good and then broke bad and stayed that way all t- saw it through all the way to the end. Can I address I like my kid real quick? Go ahead. It's ten fifteen. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> well, they're um, gonna leave you home alone for a vacation. It's ten fifteen. Get your yeah. Ass is that, is that the Kevin McAllister of the uh, pepperoni household? Yeah, the one that burned his face with macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> um. It came full circle. Like I said, Walter White broke bad all the way to the end. And I like that Saul saw his way out. Like, cause I was the same way. I was expecting that one final, like Saul esque moment, that one last scam, that one to last slip and Jimmy. Skin. Yeah. Slip and Jimmy moment where he got out of everything and you kind of saw it coming. And then to save Kim, the one person who always had his back, the one person that truly loved him, even you know, because his brother didn't have his back I thought it was in the grand scheme of things, ending. and Kim did. He he sold out. He broke good, gave it all up for Kim, and then he even did it. Some he got rid of the Saul moniker. He he became Jimmy again, and the the ending, even like the the exit, sh- the shot of the exit scene and the final court scene shot, call back to the first episode and the. 
this scene of them up against the wall smoking a cigarette together is a callback to the very first episode. So no, I get it. It, I, it com- completely came full circle, and I I had to watch it twice. Like I felt the same way you did after the first time I watched it live. I was like, man, I don't know about that. But on the second viewing, I was like, this is the the fitting ending for Saul. I haven't rewatched it, so maybe maybe I need to give it a rewatch. But my thing is, is that the whole season, this whole season, it seemed like every episode had that jaw dropping, like <gasps> you know, moment. You know, from Nacho to Howard to to um, uh, what's the bad guy's name? Salamanca to all these things. So they were just uh, not Hector. Um, what's his name? Li- Li- Lilo. 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 Laszlo. Lilo and Stitch Salamanca. Laszlo. Isn't it Laszlo Salamanca. I think it's Laszlo. yeah, something like that. No, I don't. Lalo. I'm sure it's Lalo. Lalo. Yes, there you go. But Lalo every Salamanca. everything had like this like <gasps> moment in it. And then the last episode, like, I kind of was able to call it beat for beat, like, as it was happening. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing. Like, you think back to the last Breaking Bad episode from the moment that that um, uh, Walter White is laying on his back in that in that meth farm, right? Everything was just like a jaw dropping moment in that last episode. And I didn't feel that way with this one. That anything caught me off guard. Anything was surprising or anything. Oh, he's gone for the night. No, nah, he froze, dude. He straight up yeah. froze. But oh. hey, if I mean, I, if we want to talk about, it, I mean, we can set up some time to talk more about it. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to p- p- put my, you know, my perspective on it. Yeah, no, I mean, we can talk about, we can set up an episode and do the whole talk about the whole thing. But I just think that that's a good summary of the ending. Like, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Like, I there wasn't Serious. much. Of, of a better ending in my book. Like I thought the be- breaking bad ending was better. My bad big, guys. My hotel Wi-Fi is fucked up. I'm a big no. stickler on endings matter. And I feel like the endings of both series was on point. I feel like breaking bad though, was kind of ruined with the El Camino movie. Why? Why? I, I liked El Camino. I felt like the El Camino movie kind of cheapened the, the feeling I got from the Breaking Bad finale. I don't know. I don't know why when they're different, it's just a different character's ending. Like Breaking Bad is Walt's ending. It's Walt's definitive ending. El Camino is Jesse's ending to the to yeah. this universe. And then Does he die Better at the end Call of that? Saul. No. Pretty sure he just yeah, just gets away. Yeah, he goes to I want to say Alaska. I don't I don't think it was I think Alaska. it was like Alaska. It was somewhere cold. But he yeah, he get, he gets taken out and leaves with by the Thanks to the uh, vacuum man and goes off and lives his life. And then this is Saul's definitive ending. So it, it's just each series is the, that that protagonist's definitive ending. So, so do you think we're going to get another spinoff? No. Um, Vince Gilligan's because, already said he's, he's done in the walking dead universe. I know. I know Giancarlo is Giancarlo is actively campaigning for a Gus. Yeah. Spin-off. We already got Gus is a definitive ending and breaking bad though. Yeah. Unless he comes back as Two Face, I think the only the, my only complaint with Better Call Saul is just how it tied into Breaking Bad. Where they how they chose to tie it into Breaking Bad. Like I would have loved to see it tie in where the show should have ended right when the the plane tragedy happens in Breaking Bad, and then you already know. And then you, I mean, you could have showed the for, fast forward stuff so you know what happens after that too. But I, I just think that they picked a, a poor connecting point 
Remind back. me how Gus died in Breaking Bad. I don't remember. The wheelchair blown explodes. Up. Yeah. Yes. He, he walks out. The... Oh, dude, it's one of the cool scenes. He walks out like this with his tie, and then the camera pans over, and you see half of his face is gone. It's like one of the and coolest like the, Even scenes. like the eye socket and his like blown away face yeah. like twitches. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what's uh, the uncle, or Hector. is it the uncle? Hector. His wheelchair explodes. Yeah, him and um, Walt set up Gus and... He uses the he ties a, attaches a bomb to Hector's bell and then he rings it and it blows up. Yeah, okay. It's been so long since I've seen that. Yes, it's, it's like one of the coolest that and and Kristen Ritter, you know, a Walter White watching her die in bed. Oh, dude, those are like yeah. the two two of the best death scenes I would say in the entire universe uh, of the uh, the universe of that show. Walter White is Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. One cold. I haven't seen El Camino. I need to watch. Just wanted to see get away and get yeah, away with it. It's all right. Like El Camino's okay. It's just a movie, so it's you can watch it one day. But uh I to Max's point where he was saying like we already know how how Gus ends. I want to see how Gus begins. They kind of already touch on it though in Breaking Bad. Like there's an episode where they talk about him and his brother in Breaking Bad. And in Better Call Saul, so I kind of feel like his his origin story is very well documented between the two series. Yeah, I just think it, yeah. it like you can almost look at him as like another. He doesn't look like a guy that's always been bad, you know what I mean? Because he's very well polished, he's very well respected in the in the community. Like he knows how to speak. Like he's it's just his his front, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. I'd be interested in seeing it. But I, I wouldn't. But room. I also, I also wasn't interested in seeing Better Call Saul, and then I ended up loving it. So, I think Vince Gilligan is it Vince Gilligan? Yes. I just think he's one of the best TV writers I've ever. I mean, is. there was episodes in this show that it was just like, how did I don't know the dialogue and the character development, and he made us care about a character that nobody really cared about in Breaking Bad in in Saul Goodman. He made Bob Odenkirk like a respectable actor. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, like this I is the hated, guy that did skits. I hated this. Saul in Breaking Bad because he's a slimy, skeevy little prick. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to like him. And then you get better called. So, like, when they announced the show, I'm like, really? You're going to make a show about this like awful guy that no one likes? And then you love him, at least for me. I grew to love him over the whole series. Just like, yeah, Jimmy McGill's my bro. Yeah, man. They show his like romantic side and everything with his relationship with you know Wexler, and he's just a human. Yeah, yeah. They humanized yeah. him. He, Vince Gilligan yes. is like one of the best at that because we grew to love a show and love a character about a meth addict. Like you feel for him, Walter White. You know what he I mean? Wasn't a meth addict. He was a- or a meth. Uh, he cooks meth. Yeah. is what I meant to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, because his intentions of doing it are pure. He's trying to provide for his family when he thinks he's dying of that's of his lung original cancer. intention, right? Yeah. And then and then it turns to ambition and mm-hmm. power but even Jesse Plemons. Yeah. yeah. Je- is it Jesse Plemons? No. Jesse Pinkman. Pinkman. Plemons Jesse Plemons is the actor, huh? The other actor. No. The know. yeah, he's the one that kills or that captures jesse pinkman. oh yeah okay yes jesse yes. plemons is the actual actor that captures jesse pinkman right that's where i'm getting messed up Probably. the albino guy but yeah. uh so 
like Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, like these guys eventually turned into bad guys. But yet we're um, rooting at Jesse we're rooting, so. but we're rooting for them as if they're yeah. the heroes of the story. Jesse is so Breaking Bad has the opposite. So like Walter starts out with good intentions and then his intentions go from pure to very much corrupted. Where Jesse Pinkman started out as corrupted in the, the dope game and became very much pure. Like I think Mike yeah, he couldn't the, get out of this game. Yeah, the death to. of yeah. um Christian. Kristen Ritter's character, Jane, the oh, death so of so good. Yeah. And then the death of Brock's mom, Walter poisoning Brock, and then his relationship with Mike. Who's Brock. Whoever am I missing? The, Who's Brock? The little boy. He's the little boy that Walter poisons. That like it's his girlfriend's. Shit, I need to watch better Breaking Bad again because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I totally her. forgot. He poisons the kid. Yeah, he poisons the kid with the um with the oh, plants. Jesse's Jesse's ah, girlfriend's, his girlfriend's kid, mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so like in like the end of Breaking Bad to make Jesse cook, they take him to her house and they shoot her in the front porch and make Jesse watch. Dude, it's there's, pretty awful. Yeah, there's, Jesse there's is, so much I've forgotten as well. Yeah. But Jesse's yeah. like Brock Cantillo. Yeah, to try and get him back in the game. But uh it, it yeah, it's very much like just the relationships that Jesse gets helps him like break good, go from being bad to break good. And yeah, Vince Gilligan knows how to write good characters, dude. He just excels at it. Dude, the best scene that I laugh at every time I watch it is um when Huel and uh, Bill Burr's character go over to Skyler's, like the guy Skyler's cheating on Walt's house. And the dude tries to run and fucking trips on the rug and then like falls and smashes his head into like the cabin or like the countertop and gets like breaks his neck and shit. Oh my god, it's so funny. The next scene you see him sitting there in traction. I was like, oh dude, so good. That show is so good. But I digress. All right. I think that's a good place to end tonight. Um thank you, Stumbling Jedi, for for joining us tonight. Sorry, I wasn't more entertaining. You did a fantastic job. You did a great job. <laughs> That's you, just you, your initiation, is Matt. You and Hartman kept the chat on fire tonight, so I appreciate that. Uh, Stick Boys, um, Zaggy, Patrick, Aaron, um, Quantum Kyle, everyone was in the chat tonight. Thank you so much. Fire as always. Old Man Lexi, I hope your dad gives you that pop or that soda. Um, but he told you to take your little ass to bed, so yeah. <laughs> so you better be in bed. Um, I hope yeah. this doesn't come a reoccurring theme that they're going to come on every Friday and ask me questions in the chat. Like there you go. But uh, for this week's episode of the Absinthe Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Lance. I'm Max. I'm the Frozen Jedi. Ooh, stumbling <laughs> out. He's he's stumbling out of here, and we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks Come all you freaks and geeks Let's listen to Absolute Geek Absolute Geek We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks Spread the cheeks And drink some Cosby wine (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine 
It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time on the absolute.